Welcome to the Bro Show Live. What is going on, everybody? Tonight's guest is Holt from Bloom Yellow Bottles and Organishield. Oh, yeah. Thanks for joining us, Holt. I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. I love your show. It's It cracks me up every time I see the intro. <laughs> yeah, Thank you, Catachronic, for doing a song for us. We have YouTube bopping my head over here the whole time, man. Yes. I think baked with the nail gun is my favorite part. Although I forgot you had the Mohawk Spartan. That was um, epic. We got the beard fire. We got the painted lady (laughs) dancing on the chair. We got it all, man. You'll never know what you'll get. I had to pull out the hawk for fucking Ed Rosenthal. Come on now. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) No. Well, thank you, Hope, for joining us. this was uh porch farmer's idea because painted lady has just recently kind of talked him into using blue yellow bottles because she's used them for so long and he was like i'm gonna get a hold of them and see if they want to do a show and here we are <laughs> yeah that's awesome thank, thank you guys for doing that and we really appreciate it um interested in hearing the extension of what painted lady's been talking about for for about a year now on the show and uh the success she's had with it has been uh very much so She's getting back into it after uh, an experiment with salts and stuff. So she she can preach to uh, how she likes it better and all of those things. So we're we're excited to talk about it. Yeah, and, actually, uh, I'd love to hear I'd love to hear, hear your feedback after being on Bloom and then going to a salt metal type setup because I started with salt metals from GH back in the way back 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what, what's your you went to the dark side now you come back to the light. So. Yes. I mean, and it's more about my setup. I'm not saying that salts are bad in any way. Like, you know, I I did experiment with Jax and I did experiment with Athena and they're good products. It just, in my setup, I was running, um, it, I run really big plants for, Mm. you know, the majority of people, they're the six foot, six foot plus plants. And I had them in three gallons and, and in cocoa. And I just, it just wasn't working with the hand watering system that I tend to use. I don't have anything irrigation system working or any kind of sip pot or anything, anything like that. I just hand water from the top and that system with salts and cocoa and everything just, I don't know. I mean, I, I had, didn't really have very good luck with it. And I always, always, always had really good luck with running just a simple, roots organic 707 soil through the yep. first few weeks of veg and then starting with the bloom yellow bottles product i saw i saw you guys on mr Growitz's show a long time ago years ago wow. and he loved it and his plants loved it and everything and i know that he experiments with a bunch of different things but yeah he seemed to be really impressed with it and i was like you know what i want to try those and so my local girl store had them one time and actually nathan was there for the grow green expo and he loaded me up with the whole thing i went home and used them and my mentor laughed at me and i was like okay do do your thing (laughs) and i tried them and my plants were so happy and i you know i thought the flavor in the end was fantastic my yield was still great even Mm. though a lot of people say with organics you lose yield i pulled 22 ounces on a lemon jeffrey plant 21 22 ounces on a lemon jeffrey in a five gallon on bloom yellow bottles that's awesome so you know were you just watering that in or running the uh 
to run off. Well, I always water to run off. Yep. Just yeah, just to make sure that they get really nice and soaked, and then mm-hmm. um, yeah, then I don't have to water for few days which is nice so i know that everybody's like well with cocoa you can you know feed them feed them feed them so they get bigger and all i just that's just never really been my strategy i just don't really subscribe to it and i just really think that the bloom yellow bottles i don't have to use a full strength the product they you know they just really last a long time i think and and they stink and you know that product that they are always touting with, you know, fish shit in it. Oh, the, the sea fuel is one you're thinking that smells so well, good. Yeah. And the whole sea, f- I started adding this, you will get into it, but yeah. yeah, we started, I started adding the sea minerals line with the seaweed and then yeah. uh, sea fuel and the sea minerals. And, yeah. Yeah. and man, it's, it is not good smelling stuff. Like don't be using, feeding your plants when you got a weak stomach, but True. My plants have always really liked it in the system that I use, and I've always been impressed with it. So I appreciate you to be you coming on to talk a little bit about it, and so I don't have to keep telling everybody about it so much. Well, well, if there's any products, I mean, I'll I'll just talk about a couple of products, and you just tell me which ones to dive deeper on because sometimes with the bloom stuff, um, the bloom range, let's call it a range, because as you know, there's you know yellow bottles, there's multiple Mm -hmm. bottles. And the way I look at it is it gives a grower a lot more control. Um, Some people want to use some of the bottles like the silica and different things, and they might use something else that another brand they like. Um, You know, I'm kind of a big proponent of using everything. But uh, the example would be like the the sea fuel. The sea fuel smells. Oh, my God, it's the worst smelling stuff in the world. Um, That being is because it's cold compressed tuna. Um, there's a blue, there's a tuna plant down there, Australia, cause this is an Australian line just so you guys know everything, um, that goes into this product. It's bottled in Australia, but it all comes from either plants or the ocean. Um, but so, so basically the tuna would go to waste because I know some people worry about tuna and sustainability and it's actually one of the sustainable types of tuna, but they get the guts and everything from that and it's cold compressed. So that's why it's like living microbes. Um, Jeff, who is the owner of Bloom Yellow Bottles and Agriculture Organics, the parent company in Australia, he used to say that um, you're buying the microbes, we give you the fluid for free uh, because it's it's all these living microbes in there that, that I think break it down. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just one of the reasons it stinks. Um, but that's that's an example of one of the products of uh, the, sea, the sea minerals, because if you look at the sea minerals, it looks like this is just water. This is yeah. just water. And essentially it's desalinated deep water deep ocean water um, that has a bunch of micronutes in it. It's basically your micronutes. And as you know, um, Karen, that it doesn't take, mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't take much at all mm-hmm. um, as, as far as uh, dosing for the sea minerals and things like that. Yeah, right. barely anything of that product. Yeah, yeah I noticed that uh, the doses rates on, were super low on everything in the feeding rate. Yes. If you're doing a research system, it's really low. I had a friend who, uh, she was a big, um, uh, house and garden person and she'd been on house and garden for 20 years mm-hmm. and then uh if you guys remember a few years back house and garden had a problem with their shooting powder or something that they started making in the u.s and it was giving her some issues so i said hey try this and she was a uh, like a drain to waste in cocoa but it was just no sorry it was a restart in cocoa but it was you know basically a research table with cocoa pots and then she would recirculation through she said that it actually saved her money uh, switching to that um, because you should use even less on the recirc if you look at the recirculation uh, type of feed chart versus the drain to waste. 
Um, I was a drained away, you know, cocoa guy, um, but just because I was an indoor grower. Uh-huh. But um, I'm, a, I'm a living soil grower. Uh huh. Then you're gonna have if you use blend, you're gonna have more microbes. Your your microbes are gonna love it because it's just gonna right. feed, feed it so well. Yeah, so I won't have to pH or anything, right? I can just exactly. Water there, it, right in. I'm so glad you know that. that's one of the things because everybody gets caught up in the pH cycle um, and cha- challenging you know, with the with the pH. A lot of the pH ranges from five two to six two or whatever you know they'll say on the bottle with the salt metals, called the salt metal type uh, products, was really for absorption. That mm-hmm. was because at this solubility level, this would uptake better by the plant's roots right and, and that system so that was why the ph was it was the uh, the big thing but yeah you don't have to worry so much about ph um a, there's a lot of fulvic acid in a lot of the bloom products that's kind of the carrier transport that gets used a lot um and there's a humate too but yeah. um but is there was there other products karen that you go i really appreciate what this product did that's a little different or yes i wanted to ask you specifically about well i, I really like the humates once i added that but um the other one i wanted to talk to you about was ultra yes ultra. because oh, i had a lime river rose last uh last harvest mm-hmm. start turning on me Mm-hmm. And it started popping some bananas. And oh. I always remember, you, you know, Nathan telling me, yep. just super dose it with that ultra and it'll, you know, kind of reverse that from yep. happening. And I did. And I mean, I saw a couple more bananas pop here and there, but I swear it worked. And I don't understand why. Well, so- I'll go into that. I'll, if you want me to, guys, I'll go into that to what ultra ultra has multiple applications. And as you, if you look on the feed chart, it's used in the first couple of weeks when you flip in the flower, because, you know, first, you, as soon as you go to 12, 12 photo period, um, you know, it's, it becomes a stressor and your plant is under stress and that's what forces in the flower. But um, essentially what ultra will do is it binds to anything like it's, if everybody has receptors in there, you know, we have receptors, plant receptors in there. So any type of male type receptors in the, the cannabis plant is going to bind to that so that it can't produce any male components is essentially that's, that's the long and short of it. Now okay. you had, you had example with, with bananas. I had balls, I had pollen pods. I had fucking the nuts yeah. dropped, and I was like, Oh shit, what am I going to do? Um, so when I dosed it with that, it literally dried up. You could see the pollen pods dry because, you know, obviously if you're either going to pull it really fast or because you're worried about the pollen exploding and then running your room. Um, so I, I dosed it with that. The pollen dried up and then everything above that went back into f- female flower because um, it just it just yeah. uh, binds that up. Now, it will not. Everybody's asked me, can you guarantee like a seed become female? No, no, it has to that someone be a female, it just reverses the stress. There's another product people have probably heard called switch um, that is supposed to reverse a harm and it takes two parts and it does some burning, but it's not organic. Yeah. This is, this is an organic thing that essentially binds to anything that the male would produce because cannabis plants are so, you know, they're so ancient that it's, it's, they can distress into to becoming the, the male side uh, coming out. So it just binds that up. But another nice component of it, if you look in the literature around it, is a lot of people will do a 12 hour dark or whatever before they their first flip before they go into 12 12 they'll do a certain mm-hmm. amount of dark time um so bloomer did some studies i think they were doing it in tasmania or somewhere back where, where there was cannabis that was legal because australia still has some parts that are not legal um but they would they did it where if you do 36 hours of dark and you have ultra in there then three days after you so if you go 36 hours of dark and then you start your 12-12 photo period. 
within three days that you're supposed to be in full flower hormone. As you guys know, it takes about six or seven days before you really see it start to flip and see the pistol start to come out. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's one of the things that, that if you use it early on, even before uh, you flip, you can use it, utilize that. And it has that in some of the literature um, yeah. really and stuff that you can use it for. Is that I considered a that. PGR or how does that work? No, it, it basically it's just a, it's an enhanced it's off plant enzymes. There's no PGRs in it at all. I mean, there's there's no you know it's not the OGE or any of that kind of crazy stuff. Um, it's just it basically is the, has to do with uh, the hormones in the uh, the extracted from certain plants out of Australia that they copied and mimic them, and it binds to that male part, so it can only produce female flower. So it's you know maybe this is a stretch. That's but okay. Is it like Clone X, how we're like adding rooting hormone? Is it kind of a no? No, it's not. Okay, it's, not okay. it's not. A, no, it's not a rooting hormone. <laughs> but, but, but essentially, it, it it just it basically just overall increases the vigor of the plant. But it has to do with the, you know plants produce different enzymes at different stages. And if you really break down the cannabis plant, how many different stages there are? You know, through the, the flower cycles, a lot. Um, that's why every two weeks, even on the bloom schedule, you'll see every two weeks uh, that it changes a little bit. But Karen, you probably talk about that a little because you know it's it's not just the same thing through all of it. There's different products that right. you introduce, and Ultra is just really it maintains keeps the stress down on the plant, but it binds to the male characteristics. So if it got overstressed, it couldn't produce male. That's why you can use it later, even in flower, is just a standalone herm stopper or herm reverser. But it's really on on your normal feeding schedule for the first couple of weeks during the most stressful time, and then you know you go into mid bloom, um, and you're you know then you're already in full flower hormone then. Yeah, it does seem like the plants that herm on you, you know, they're either going to do it like in those first couple of weeks when you flip really, in the flower or yeah, like yeah. week six when it's just like, oh, come on. Man. Real late. Yeah, they'll do it real late. <laughs> I think sometimes, I think sometimes at least I did back when I was learning to grow, you know, 15, 20 years ago was um, I think I over PK'd my stuff late in and that's what caused the stress later in the cycles it seems like because we're like oh look at that bloom we want to dump more stuff to make it bigger right and you get all excited about it but... no turn up the lights that sounds like a great idea oh, right? yeah, yeah yeah exactly get them really hot it the top. <laughs> I was just talking it's funny because you said you grew with GH3 part and that's what I started with and in the pre-show before you came in I was telling Painted Lady and Porch Farmer in sequence uh -huh. so the first thing that I remember getting was my buddy came through and was like oh man you got to try and they ended up being those fox farm like the cha-ching the open sesame and the beastie yep. blooms right oh, yeah. it's like oh man this is you know because i noticed that there was like a total lack of flavor in gh you would grow mm -hmm. plants and you'd get it you know it would yeah. finish but just never a flavor so you're when you start saying about you know hitting them with those uh pk boosters at the end i'm kind of cringing going yeah man i did that for a couple years too man oh i, I burnt i burnt my first yeah closet grow with cha-ching because i saw flower and i was like okay if, if a little's <laughs> good more is going to be better right and sure. it burned the hell out of the flowers you, like you guys 50, mentioned 60. gh are you guys talking about that that did you say a three pack or a six pack because you remember the three six part. i think Okay, well, the six part you mean the box, the, the starting box. box. Yeah, that was box. literally that the had, first uh, thing I ever that had used floralicious in it. And uh what like was the, the seaweed, some one? sort of like uh oh, mm. dude, I can't remember any of these names. Floralicious and uh the other one was uh had like a yellow label. Really floralicious was floralicious had a lot of uh humate in it. It had yeah. a lot of humate in it. It was it was a pretty decent product. That was one of their better things that GH make, I thought, as far as a you know good. A valuable product but everybody's chasing that flavor and you know yep. you're talking about not having to ph and stuff like that and that kind of blows people's mind because everything will get figured out you know it balances out now if for people who have research systems i had a friend that, that she called me she's like hold um the ph keeps going up because you know you're draining you're draining in out of the system and it goes back into your reservoir and then it's on a timer to go back and refeed 
And um, she was like, it, it, my pH keeps, you know, elevating. Do I, she, you know, I said, you can dump some H2O in there, there if you want to lower it back down. But basically what you're experiencing is a micro bloom. Um, so you're basically brewing more microbes to feed them back into the system um, for what drained out. And so she just let the pH go and had no problems from, you know, from there on out. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's sort of designed from from a big range of pH to for with the full of acid that is going to help the plant uptake it regardless. Is it uh, like stable to put in a reservoir? You know what I mean? Because I like to build mm -hmm. a reservoir for five to seven days or so and then just kind of feed from that. You know? Yes. Yes. I, I, that's why I used to do. I used to have like a 50 gallon drum and I would fill it. And I had like, uh, you know, it's kind of funny how we pull different components from different things. Like I had these fish tank like power heads, you know, what I'm talking about the power heads that move water. And so mm -hmm. I would have those magnetically in the bottom of it just to keep the water moving. Now, if you're using bloom, because it's a lot of live microbes and a lot of, you know, basically living uh, organic components, then I, I recommend not to aerate your, um, your, your nutrient water, your reservoir water, just because, I mean, if you do, you'll see it, you'll see, you know, once you mix the, the sweet and all the sugars in there, you're going to have micro bloom. You'll have stuff growing on top or floating not that it hurts your plant at all it's just you're growing a whole lot more microbes rapidly so if you oxygenate then it'll do that just keep it mixed is the is the key what temperature though um and, and room temperature and seems to be fine room temperature 70 like you know, 72 something like yeah that. 73 yeah something like that it's fine okay uh okay my other question and if you get too is, warm though if you get the warmer side then you'll have more of a bloom faster if that's where you're kind of going down that path no that's it's not um, okay sorry but i you know that was a sidebar question i guess for sure because oh. it's like all right we're creating more microbes is this is the bad yeah. thing do i need that's to feed less time you know it's <laughs> not that thing um but, oh gosh uh my question was okay so like pump I, every okay every time i feed with like uh like you know you get this ipm and stuff mm -hmm. and, and you get certain organic nutrients and it yep. talks about not using too much pressure really right so is there a um like a, a pump size that's too big for a reservoir with organic nutrients in it do you want it like a low and slow kind of mixer i mean if i throw in like an 800 gallon pump is that gonna like destroy no, some microbes or anything no it should it shouldn't it, it just you know it, it depends on how you know how thick are you trying to you know what's your ppms that you're trying to how thick are you are you mixing your brew so to speak um you know it doesn't seem to have a pump i used to use a sump pump and drop it and pull it out hand water everything oh and that's pretty that's yeah that's a that was high, easy yeah yeah so that's a lot more than just like one of these little uh aqua whatever they're called pumps that you get from the grow stores you know what i mean just to, oh, like, if you're just in feed tubes yeah feed tubes are fine i mean no i'm just saying like just to keep the reservoir mixing you know oh, oh I mean? yeah yeah i just had like little power heads or whatever just to, just, well, to, just, just submersible just to you just, yeah yeah just homogenize it Okay. Okay. So, Cause yeah, I keep that thing running, you know, 24 seven, it stays mm -hmm. the temperature of my, my yeah. grow room and everything. So it's the same, you know, temperature, my, uh, my root zone and all that. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, my, mine is pretty thick. I actually, the current one I have right now is uh recharge mammoth pea and budswell back guano. And it's yeah. only three things, but man, those th three things make it yeah. so much thicker. <laughs> yeah. Now, now those, those particular products, I, um, yeah, cause you're putting, gosh, you're putting like almost physical back guano, right? You're, it's oh not, yeah. hundred percent. It's yeah. not uh, broken. It's liquefied, down. but yeah. yeah, yeah, it's liquefied, but it's it's more of a slurry, probably. It's like than, uh, diarrhea, bat, yeah, you know, yeah. bat diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would worry about tubes with that kind of stuff getting clogged up. Uh, bloom is not quite that thick, um, you know. On on that, it's kind of designed to be easily uptake. It's not like using uh, raw raw components. That's almost like using raw manure, basically using raw components. 
And so you're going to have a little bit more thickness there mm-hmm. where blims have been filtered through screens and things like that. So it's, it's been meshed up a little bit better. So it's, it's, but it, you know, can grow, it can still grow. Your microbes can you know, multiply what microbes are in there. Yeah. That's uh one of the, I actually been doing this for a long time. I don't use any drip emitters on my lines. Gotcha. I just leave an open line because, you know, yeah. with electronic timers and things like that nowadays, it's very easy to control the amount of, yeah. you know, uh, nutrient solution, so to speak, that's getting into your plants. So mm-hmm. um, while it's more consistent with a drip emitter, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, sometimes I pinch those lines off with a zip tie for a day or two. You you know, I got one plant that's a runt or something like that. So uh-huh. yeah. Gotcha. You just kind of, again, everyone's got their own philosophy. Sure. Um, can you solve a debate for me? And this, you know, I was going to say really quickly, but maybe this okay. isn't a quick debate. Um, you know, I, to, to preface this, I've only been growing organically, you know, mm-hmm. with organic soils for about a year now. I've okay. been testing things out indoors and outdoors. A lot of different water-only soils. As, as I just mentioned, I'm not using water-only all the time mm-hmm. um, because, it, you know, I'm not always getting through that week six. Okay. I hear so often out there this debate, and it's like the hash debate. I'm sorry to bring that up again, but <laughs> are bottled nutrients really mm-hmm. organic? What what does that mean? You know, you told me you're mm-hmm. you're selling us the microbes and you get the you know the liquid for free or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, explain that to me because I hear so many people are are so hardcore about like oh if it's not powdered if it's not you know like something I can hold in my hand without it spilling all over the floor it's not an organic sure. nutrient. Mm-hmm. But you know, like I mentioned. The first nutrient system I ever used was a bottled organic system. And Mm -hmm. I'll be honest, it worked great. You know, Um, now I've grown with, gosh, you know, the entire advanced nutrients lineup, uh, canna, you know, house and garden, like you mentioned, I grew on that for four years or something in cocoa. Yeah, good stuff. Um, It it is. It's expensive, though, in comparison to organics, you know. So um, that's why I'm kind of diving back into this side of things. Mm -hmm. But are they organic? Can you really claim that? I mean, well, the, the way I try to look at it now, uh, this is just my opinion. So don't, I'm not the, you know, I'm not the, the, uh, the, the ganja God to tell you what's right and what's wrong. But, uh, the, uh, the organics, the, the way I look at it is, is it something that's, that's kind of a living, living, you know, has, it's living components in there, even if they're dormant, they're still, you know, living things. So I kind of look at it from, from that aspect. Um, so I'm, it, just because it's in a bottle doesn't mean it's not necessarily living. But if you go to like Northern Cali up in the Triangular area, all those guys are all about their teas and they make their own, you know, those they are living things. But, brewers and shit. Those are yeah, so cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're getting emu poop and making their own teas and that's all, that's all they're about, which is, you know, that's, that's, which is great. That stuff is awesome. Um, but you know, for the average grower, if you can get something like that in a bottle, then then you want it i mean you know there's the fish shit that you can buy in a bottle that i don't know if it's been processed or whatever the i know with the bloom they try to keep the things as raw as as possible um you know they're not um what do you call it when you heat it up like pasteurized they're not pasteurized type products or anything so that they've been heated or tempered they're living living components um but you know like even your bat guano that's got living stuff inside it uh, but if you if you think of yourself like on an indoor grow, when when I used to grow indoors, it was I would use cocoa. If I'm growing outdoors, I'm going to use living soils. And just in my head, I was like, if I bring living soils with microbes and bugs and everything else, I'm bringing that inside. And if I have an indoor grow, I want to control the environment. I want to control everything I can control. So I can control the temperature, the heat, and the environment, and the, the grow substrate. So that's why I went with cocoa, just because it was something I control. And then the inputs I had 100% control of. 
because if I'm using, you know, bloom organic stuff, I'm using only those amendments. So I know everything that goes in it. Um, if I'm growing outside, I, I can, I just do everything I can to take the best care of the plant because I can't control the weather. And so yeah. it's just kind of different mentality. And then when you get in the commercial areas, the, these bigger size grows, it becomes a budget. What are you, what are you going to do? What style are you going to go after? And, you know, what's the most cost effective? There's, you know, um, a lot of guys are still, these big commercial growers are still using uh, rock wool and rock wool is a great substrate. It just depends on your style of system that you like to do. Uh, so th it's kind of like there's a menu and you don't have to have. Right. You know, we call it our growing philosophy. Like everyone has yeah. their own philosophy. Yeah. It doesn't mean yours is better than someone else's. It doesn't yeah. mean it's going to work for everybody. You know what I mean? But if you find what works for you and provides you that success you're looking for, then great. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be salts. It doesn't have to be organics. It doesn't have to exactly. be really outdoor. Or That's anything, the keys, you know? man. Exactly. Whatever exactly. works best for you and your setup. I mean, you know, when you build a grow room or I had a, had a two car garage, I turned into a grow room with like a little 12 light sunlight back in the day with the HPS and the air cool crap. And so I had to dial the room in. Once you do it, then you get, okay, what's going to work in this environment too. It might even be your style of grow. It might be your environment. You might have, you know, something with low headroom. So you've got to do you know different things. So it, it just, it's really what works for you. And then it's, do you get your expected results? I, this is what I did. This is what my desired outcome. Did I get a win on this or how do I make it better? You know, that that's kind of, I've always been of like, Oh, I've had some really great grows. Then I'm like, okay, that's awesome. 12, 12 lights into 18 pounds. Okay. How do I get better next time? You know, it's, it's always, it's always that quest of, of you can, you know, real growers get excited about you know, my favorite days were, were, the days we took down and that was my saddest day because I'm like all this work, you know, and, and everything. And then the house would smell good because we had everything hanging and, and drying. And, um, you know, and then you look at it, you like all this work and then people just set my stuff on fire. <laughs> but at least they smiled after they burn it, right? That is, a I never thought about it that way. They just set it on fire. <laughs> yeah. All that, you know, you've got 12, 18 weeks oh, of work yeah. into it's it. And smoke, man. Set your shit on fire. Right? It's always bittersweet for me cutting them down, too, for sure. Yeah, very much. I always have a little talk with my girls every time I tell them how beautiful they were and that they were good girls and now they yeah. get to go to retirement in the retirement <laughs> home. You know what it is, man. It's I worked for a humane society for years and I used to uh basically fucking I would get attached to these dogs, you know. Oh yeah. And uh so it was always bittersweet when they would leave, but I always knew that there was another kennel that's opening and I know that there's another dog that needs a chance. And yeah. a lot of times there's something that's sitting in our veg that maybe the first time through or like we've got it on that third time and it's money. And you're just like, man, I can't wait to flip this fucker to flower, man. Let's get yeah, this yeah. cleaned and let's just rock this thing out. Yeah. See, I used to hate, hate cutting them down, man, because they were so beautiful. Now I slip in like a ninja and slit their throat. Oh, yeah. It's always smell so good. And then, you know, like you smell them when they're in flower and then you cut them. And then you cure them, and then like the profile oh, changes. Yeah, yeah. Dude, why do you think I'm so focused on live resin? Because I want to <laughs> oh, yeah. capture that what I just did on this plant. Right I don't want later, what, what I mean? got two months from now. Yeah, <laughs> what it was when I cut it. Exactly. Really. Yeah, it's hey, hard, it's it's hard to deal with that sometimes. But yeah, it, it so is what I, it is. I've got another uh, kind of newbie question for you guys, and it's all you guys at the top here above me because Painted Lady and Porch Farmer. I think you guys brought this up early about well drain to waste right with cocoa um but watering to runoff with organic soil i uh you know i was always in the the i well okay put it this way simplestly simplest way i could put it on one of the bags of soil i purchased recently it said do not overwater and that means do not water like run have runoff and i think 
their idea was you're probably washing out some nutrients of our soil, right? Like that's where my mind goes coming from the cocoa and salt side of things. Is that what they're talking about? I'm a little, again, trying to take on the concept of water only, which I'm not to this day doing right now, Mm -hmm. but is that why they're saying it is because they're, they're really trying to go with water only and they're trying to not run off nutrients. Was there something else? It can be, yeah, mainly that. And you don't like, it could be the aeration. If it's not too, too much aeration in the soil, it could just get like definitely has a lot less perlite than the other water only soils I've bought. (laughs) Yeah. You really don't want to wash out all your shit. So I don't water that much. I don't get any runoff. So I like you, to just only as just to know that it's fully saturated. saturated. Yeah. As soon as I see a trickle, then I then I let it go. But are you are you guys much, gently watering? Because I I'm yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I walk in there with like a three liter pitcher and I'm just like, all right, like you know, enjoy your water. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and sometimes if there's like you know, you'll get those channels or like on the edge of the pot or whatever, you'll start seeing it come out the side. And you're like, I'm an idiot. There goes like two dollars or whatever. You know, especially if you're growing in salts, but. Um, yeah, that, that was just a concern of mine. So I'm curious, you know, I don't get that with the organic soil, those pockets, because, yeah. you know, that's why I like to water it. So it's completely heavy. And then I don't have to water it again for like another few days, usually mm-hmm. two to three more days until it's, you know, light again. And that yeah. just seems to work best for me. I always have it up on a riser. And then mm-hmm. obviously with a saucer, so there's not ever sitting yeah. in that anymore. Uh, yeah, I did that one run just to see. I don't even remember what I was doing that run, but uh, I was. I, I look. My whole point about using Bloom is, I ha- I've run the gamut too, Scobo. I think I started with, I, I don't know. I think it was Fox Farm, and then GH, and then I was right. like, I'm gonna use. I heard Advanced is the best. <laughs> yeah, man. So, you paint, oh. so when you're you're growing in, uh, what size pots are you growing in right now with these Bloom Yellow bottles? Well, I everything in veg is okay. in bloom right now. So the when other you ran stuff, it before, I'm, I'm were you still... finding that you like when you pulled the plant out, you were getting roots all the way around? Like, because one thing about organic oh, yeah. growing is sometimes when you pull them out, depends on how big your pot is, is how much you're gonna see that edge of the watering thing you're talking about you know like we've all done what for girlie has where you're running late on time you're like oh shit the lights are gonna turn off i gotta get in here and water you know i gotta go to work and you do dump that shit on there every once in a while you know and maybe you are oversaturated and then everything's just you know slashing down the sides of the bucket on you yeah i mean you know it's everybody has a different style with all that, but I, I tend to try to not over water. Obviously, I don't want it like building up to a half an inch in the bottom of the saucer. I just want to make sure I did it all the way so that it's all the way good down the. And yeah, I don't ever have a problem with. I always make sure I wait until those roots are all the way down and at the bottom of the pot before I pot up. And I've I, never I, had a problem. And I just keep going back to bloom. Like I've run all of it it advanced everything roots organics even the powder stuff i've mm-hmm. been my own coots mix and i know that i know you guys i know that should that'll take like a couple yeah, more times, times yeah. and stuff for it to build up and and i do want to do that someday but for my system like we were talking about everybody has a different thing that works for them and their environment and the bloom on top of the the organic soil, the root 707 that I can just get at my local, you know, one owner store, no franchise, little local grow store. Shout out to Capital City Growing. 
growers. Well, it's um, that partnership. You know what I mean? The partnership between you and the plant, the partnership yeah. between you and yeah. the nutrient, the partnership between the medium that you're using and what you're trying to do to fucking make sure you fertigate it properly. Yep. And it's just about finding a balance that works for you. And because one of these ways will work for you, even if you guys have bad luck with the first two different ways that you try to grow this plant, man, there's so many other ways. Just keep trying, keep trying something different until you find the way that works for you at that moment. Karen, have you ever, is there any of the the bloom line that you're like, I I don't really use this product and maybe I'm missing something like pre or anything like that? Or is there any of those Um, nuanced ones? I used to use pre and I don't tend to use that so much yeah. anymore. I pretty right. much stick to just, I really like just the, oh, one thing I'd like to talk about is Porch Farmer got the Euro. Yeah, and I, I have just like to grow A and B in the flower. You got the Euro A and B, and, the, and then you've got the, the you got the grow in the flower, both right. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, the, the Euro is something that it's like because this is also sold in Europe and, and the UK and some other other places. And essentially, the, if you use the Euro A and B, yeah, those then you'll use those from veg all the way through. Okay, cool. Yeah, so so that's kind of what that it's like instead of having to use um, you know a, a grow and then a flower. Yeah. And I forgot the ratio. They're very, I mean they're they're basically the same components. I think. Um, I want to say the euro is probably 40 to 60 percent um, going to be what flour would be or something like that. It's just a different mix of the, of the base. Okay. Um, See, they tailored me up for an auto flower grow. Or, yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it would be great for an auto flower. Yep. Because um, in, in Europe, the Europe they do a lot of auto flower Netherlands, right? There's a lot of those auto flowers over there. They do. Yeah. <laughs> That Canon House and Gardens and where all those nutrient guys are at, right? Yeah, yeah. Do a lot of stuff over there. It's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of interesting how like there's a you know big lot of lines that you know there's they're in the U.S. now, but they all came out of Netherlands, and then a lot of these came out of Australia because Psycho is an Australian line, and uh, Psycho used to buy. My understanding is those guys who created Psycho used to buy from uh, Bloom, what's, what's oh. now Bloom, but uh, back in the day. What I heard is. Um, there was a oh gosh, Canna and House and Garden. I think it yep. was two guys in a house and garden, and one of them split off and did his own thing at Canna. Is that how that worked? <laughs> something like that. I think that's the history. Something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just crazy business dealings and science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I pretty much I I really like the base nudes. I like the mm-hmm. silica too, yep. and I like the um, humate. Yep. And the sea minerals line for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, of course, Cal, I, everything needs Cal. So. Yeah. Cal mag's kind of Cal mag for a lot, a lot of things. The, 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 I think the, the, uh, silica is kind of unique as you, as you know, Karen, it's a, it's like a freaking plasma. It's so thick, but, um, it's more powerful. You know, what's the big brand out there now? Power Psy or Power something Psy, like that. Power yeah. And it's super, super expensive. I would put blooms up to get any day. It's just something I never really promoted so much, but I believe it's like 53%. Monosilic. Those are two different kinds of acids, though, aren't they? Yeah, it's got it's got two different kinds of silica in it. Potassium um, silicate. Yeah, and, and monosilicate. Yeah. Monosilic acid. Yeah, but the yeah. the big I mean I remember the mistakes I made in the beginning with that though was I you know you've got to add your silica to your clear reservoir first. Yeah, before yeah. Before yeah. you put your nutrients and then pH down, otherwise you're going to bind up stuff. Yeah, but the but, potassium becomes unusable. Yeah, yep. exactly. But the, but the bloom silica is hard. I mean, for the money, I don't know anything as good as is that is that is. It's it's really inexpensive. It's super thick. It doesn't take a whole lot. Did you say fifty three percent silicon? Uh, fifty three point two. 
Is that what it is? Yeah, fifty three point two percent is what I seen. Gotcha. That is insanity. Because I'm is. looking at the one I use. <laughs> I don't even want to say it. It's like one, one, <laughs> just tell us the numbers. What, what, what are you using? Oh, I'll share it. What's the number? <laughs> right. just this is a learning screen. channel. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I gotta get some actually, Holt. I gotta get some more silk. I ran out, so the my local girl store sold me the three uh, percent power side. Yeah. Oh, did that? Yeah. Well, it's 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 just it's also something about with this. The I'm not sure what makes it different, but it's something the bioavailability. <laughs> as you know, if the plant can uptake it, then it doesn't really matter what's in it. If your plant, you can't get the good stuff in the plant, so. For girls, nice. get them uh, hydrogen peroxide numbers. You make Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Yep, and always add it first. See, I got yeah. the silica, but I didn't get the humate. I think you would need the humate for the silica. I love the humate. Once but I I'll added the humate, recharge. Yeah, it. Uh, my, I really noticed a difference in everything, in yield, and yeah. every. Flavor. Well, that's really going to help break everything down that you're putting in is those humates and fulvic acids. Yeah, so. yeah, and if you spill that humic on you, you're stained for life because you know, <laughs> that's awesome. yeah, the floor. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> It's like messy, man. It's like recharge. Yeah. Recharge is, is a stainer too. So yeah. yeah, I've got a wooden step with a giant ring from a bottle of humic. It's just it's it. never going away. <laughs> but, well, the, the reason, the only reason I asked about the pre was that some people really like the pre if they have headspace issues. And, and guys, so if you're not familiar with what the pre is, it's something you usually use during your veg stage. But you know how you have plants that stretch. Especially, you know, as soon as you flip them into 12 12, they like. I used to grow this Cali Dream that because anything with a haze derivative seems to really stretch a lot. And so, some people have headspace issues. Uh, so, what pre is something that you can add, and it's, it's also another plant enzyme, or it has, you know, it's derived from a plant enzyme that uh, is a gibberlin uh, binder. So, gibberlin is the enhancer. It won't say, I don't think it's says on the packaging where, but gibberlin is an enhancer or is the, the hormone that the plant makes it stretch and get taller. So what pre will do is it will just bind to the gibberlin site as long as you add it. Um, three days after you add it, it's out of the system and your plant goes back to normal. But what that really does for you is it stops your vertical growth, increases your horizontal growth. Uh, so the plant will grow out, um, not so much up. But the crazy thing is about, especially plants that have a lot of stretch between their internode spacings, it really tightens up the internodes and makes them very, very consistent. But um, so people who do like a lot of sea of greens and things that have, you know, we're trying to keep everything consistent height. That's really good for that. That's can just I, reason, reason. Can I so, just shout out your packaging real quick? It took me sure. a second to realize it. And I don't know if sequence can pull it back up, but okay. I love the four icons at the bottom that denotes rooting oh. vegetative, you know, maybe start a flower or, and or structure. Yeah. Room. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I like that. That's uh very easy. And obviously some, you know, some of the names are very uh, aligned with that too. Mm -hmm. Um, have you uh, have you ran this like full lineup and then got it you know done like the full heavy metal testing and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, the, yeah. There's nothing. It, yeah, there's it's 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 all either either from the ocean or from uh, other plants enzymes. So yeah, there's mm -hmm. nothing heavy metals or anything that shows up. And awesome. we had to go go through that uh, a couple of states where like California was a kind of a pain in the butt. Mercury. Michigan's probably the worst, honestly. I think is it? Yeah, from what I hear, anyway. <laughs> it's, it's I think. Like, I've used every single product on there. And oh, Roots is one of my favorites. I use that. Roots is crazy. I always have to dose down on Roots because even though it, yep. it, makes, it has you using it kind of later in your flower cycle than you normally would think with most mm -hmm. things because it, it always has fresh roots seeking 
you know, seeking new, uh, more nutrients, but, um, that roots is kind of nuts. Yeah. I do like roots a lot. And that, that seems to make a difference when I use that. For, for some, now I may get this wrong, but when I talked to the owner, um, about roots and, and I was like, well, you know, there's different, there's different triggers because usually most of them are auxins or, um, if you look at all the, the, uh, the clone dips, you know, that you dip your cutting into before you do it, you can, you can basically make a solution of roots and just soak, you know, take your cuttings and, uh, to make your clones and soak them in that before you, you plant them. Mm-hmm. But the, sort of the, I'm not, I may get this wrong, but sort of the way he described it to me goes, you know, if your plant had root rot, what, what's the way that your plant would overcome that? And it would create a bunch of fresh new roots. And so without telling me, I think he was sort of telling me that basically roots kind of from an enzyme standpoint, makes your plant kind of think that it might have root rot. So it just makes it shoot crazier new roots out. Um, but it definitely will, as you know, <laughs> you'll get root bound if you use too much of it. Just a sour response <laughs> I, of some sort. Yeah. It's I like a, that's my, your um, hmm. my root riot cubes in it. Mm-hmm. So like a solution of, uh, and just, I only use like a couple drops of roots. My root right cubes in it. And then when I do clones and I always end up with really nice roots that way. That's a great tip. I like that a lot. Yeah. That seems to help. I don't know. I I really like that product a lot. So it doesn't have any hormones in it. That's what makes it a little bit different too. It's just a more like a trigger, I think for the, the, to produce roots. I have a burning question for you, Holt. Okay. Skillball. Sorry, I don't have one to burn and pass it back it's to you. About, <laughs> we know it starts with a T. It's always it about the terpenes, the man. Always. I see a lot of bottles, man, and a lot of different products, and it's sure. starting to re- it's starting to give me flashbacks to try yep. to use those thirty-two different bottles of advanced nutrients. Now, oh yeah, I know that you don't need to use all of those. You don't things. have to. No. And the the ability to dial in your mm-hmm. grow is very uh, helpful, especially with the you know the the access right to those. Mm-hmm different lineup the the whole lineup you have of course what is the one thing that you guys have on the shelf that's Mm going to help me produce more terpenes me as a fresh frozen hydrocarbon based processor the only thing i'm worried about is terpenes because the profile of every strain is Mm -hmm. different yep thc value might be different on every strain but thc is thc the exactly. terpene profile you get is really what matters to me. Mm-hmm. And I want to know how to get that four or five percent mark. What, sure. are, what do you got? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. And, and I and I appreciate that too, because what I've noticed now in the last five or six years with you know the industry getting more commercialized, I don't like that much dispensary weed anymore. Um <laughs> it it's it may have like 33% THC or whatever, but it all smells like hash. It doesn't have the the robustness that you know that you like. Or that I remember the good old days of the good sour diesels and the Durban poisons. And you're like, oh man, just I just want to breathe this in for days. I don't even want to smoke it. I just yeah, want to just dry hit this all day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so the, the, I would say that it's, it's, there's a synergist just like with THC and CBDs and it's a synergistic effect. I would say it's a synergistic effect, but if there was one product that I really wanted to bring those things out in would be ooze. Um, Penny lady, I'm sure you, you like ooze a lot yes sir yeah um, that's exactly that the one i was going to recommend too for girlies is ooze. Ooze. i was yeah, hoping that i fun. had whichever one you were going to say and i do i'm really glad good <laughs> now ooze is um it, it has a lot of different things in it but it basically it really affects the, the resins and um the, the terps and everything that come out 
something I don't know if you guys have ever, you know, is anybody ever super crop or do breakage and snap? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm abusive. So, so the, (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. So the, the, you know, if you think about that, part of that idea behind that is um, to, to trigger the plant to go, Hey, I'm getting attacked. So what is a defense mechanism is to produce more resins and to heal itself up. I mean, if if you've ever seen a plant, we, we had one that we broke once and then you, there was a hole you could see through that, and then it knuckled up and healed up, and then the above part just shot up and had the biggest cold I'd ever seen. Um, so it's 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 sort of a you know putting your plants in a defense mechanism. Now ooze doesn't trigger your plant to do to you know go in defense mechanism, but it gives it all those components that it needs to produce more terpenes that is you know protective. Is it sulfur based? Because that's what I keep hearing. Um, as far as ooze knows, I don't think it has, no, it does it might have minute, you know, like micro sulfur in it, but it's not, it's not like a sulfur trigger. It's, it's something from, uh, from another plant that they, they discovered and took and copied the enzymes out of it Okay. to, to give it that reaction. Now, um, have you guys ever heard of jasmonic acid? No, but it's so, so, so jasmonic, so jasmonic, jasmonic, it's nothing to do with the bloom stuff. This is just a kind of a side note. Um, jasmonic acid is sort of when you injure the plant, there's a trigger and it's jazz, it's, it's in Jasmine plant, obviously, but it's, it's sort of the oxins are what carries the, the, the trigger back and saying, Hey, I need to heal you back up. That's, that's jasmonic acid response. And if you actually had jasmonic or acetate or jasmine and sprayed your plant, like in week five or week six, it would make the plant go, Oh, it's just like you did a bunch of breaks on it. Like you did super cropping on it. It would make the plant think that because it sends the trigger, but it doesn't, you don't have to break it to do it. It sends more resins and goose to the, to the, up to the plant. Uh, so jasmonic acid is one of those things, or I've heard people taking sagebrush and growing that around it and then breaking the sagebrush up because it triggers, you know, plants talk to each other with the hormones in the air. So you can break one plant and the same plant in the room recognizes it in the same, it has a reaction to it. So it's, that's just one of those little side notes to look into sometimes jasmonic acid's a big enhancer of terpenes. Well, that's awesome. Um, Bergoli, did that answer your question? Sorry, I went down a rabbit hole with you. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, it gave me about three Ooh. more questions, but please, Pady Lady. Well, I just, I know that we only have about 10 more minutes left with you. So I figured, oh, okay. well, let's talk. I know with the uh, outdoor season coming up for Michiganders mm-hmm. pretty okay. soon, and ever, you know, whoever else is watching that's coming up on the summer season was going to be growing outdoors. You guys um, have a product called Organa Shield. So yes. if you want to talk a little bit about IPM and what people can do. Sure. And this product. Sure. Yeah. Let's talk, we'll talk about IPM for a second. So if, if you think of the IPM world, Organa Shield is something a little different. Um, you guys have probably all heard of, I'll, I could throw a million brands out there, but you know, Lost Coast, Dr. Zymes, Trifecta, all these different um, products out there, Azamax, Azazol, all these things. Um, most, if you guys are familiar, most of your IPM products today, um, or all the ones that they're calling themselves organic are basically going to have oils, right? There's oils, or if you look at citric acid, which is Dr. Zymes and a couple other ones, and citric acid is a brewed process. Um, so those are kind of the, the main ones out there. So what's a little, what, the product that, uh, Bloom puts out that's uh, actually helped to develop is called Organic Shield. And so Organic Shield is a plant safe, people safe, planet safe, water safe. It, literally, you could basically drink it, but it's a sugar ester. Um, the way it works, it has limited activity. So if you are using an oil, you may spray the oil and you know, everybody's used to, oh, I've got to turn my lights out, right? Does that sound kind of familiar because I don't want to burn my plant, but 
because I just put suntan oil on it, basically. Well, this is a water-based product, so you could actually leave your lights on after you spray it. Um, it is a contact killer, so most of your oils are suffocants, and what I mean by suffocants is it coats it. You know, if you dunk your head in oil, then you can't breathe, and, and that's kind of the idea of, of the modality or how those things tend to kill. Um, the azadactrin and some of the other chemical ones tend to be, they'll either mess up the uh, reproductive cycle, the eating cycle, or some other cycle within the bug. So what OrganiShield makes it a little different is it has limited activity. You spray it on there. It has to make contact with the plant. I'm sorry, with the bug. So it's safe. It's it's bug agnostic. If you, it'll even kill um, grasshoppers if you use a little bit higher dose. Um, but the way it works is all, all the bugs that chew and suck on uh, plants, they have soft body parts. They go squish. Even a roach has, you know, squish. It crunches and squishes in there, right? So what this does is it emulsifies that soft body and pulls the moisture out and dries it out. That's essentially what it does. And then when it breaks down, it breaks down into sugar, water, CO2, and fatty acids. And then those I love this plant. shit so much, guys. So, what? <laughs> Did I go too deep? <laughs> no, no, I love it. It's just like it's pretty so, metal. It's yeah, no, it's so heavy metal. And man, I and I, no, I'm, I'm gonna let you finish because sure. I, I, I had sent some props your guys' way. No worries. Uh, so essentially, that's that's what happens is when you basically you you're gonna add anywhere from like 40 mils, which is one percent, to 80 mils is two percent. Add it with your water, shake it up. I recommend a fogger just because, as you know, the smaller particulate, the easier it is to stick to things and cling. But even the pump sprayer will work. But the idea is to you know, really, everybody says, how do I spray my plant? Well, really, you're spraying the bug, but the, where's the bug hanging out? So you want to coat the top of the uh, top of the plant, the bottom of the leaves till it drips off. And then it's good for, you know, four or five days. And it's like a once a week regimen. But uh, when it makes contact with those bugs, that's what it's going to do. It's going to, it's one, it's going to desiccate the bug. And then when it breaks down, the sugars, the plant can absorb and a little bit of CO2. I don't know how much CO2 is potentiated yet. But there's CO2 is just one of the four components it breaks down to as it breaks down. Leaves no trace behind. Um, it even has a food safe, uh, food grade tolerance thing because it's a sugar ester. Um, it's just a really unique sugar ester molecule. Uh, sugar esters are in chewing gum. They're in uh, cosmetics and pharmaceuticals. But our particular molecule of sugar esters is made by uh, the wild petunia plant, the wild tobacco plant. And what we did was you couldn't grow enough of these plants and extract it. So it's basically a biomimic. We invented a way to make this on a commercial scale so that you can, you know, have enough concentration that you can dilute it and spray it and, and things like that. So it's essentially a synthesized product, but it's still on the national organic program. So it's a USDA organic program uh, product. So we have only been in the market with it uh, this month. Actually, May will be the first full year that we've been selling it. So it's kind of, it's kind of a, a new product out there. And it's not something these bugs can become resistant to. And the, I think that's a key. Yeah, they can't they can't build a tolerance because it's a physical kill, basically. But it, it's I sort used of, it. I so. like it. Yeah. I had I bought a bag of uh Light Warrior with some huh? drips in it, I think. Yeah. And yeah, and it it, it, it just yeah, it even it, it I I just really like it. Now, now the complaints I hear are that it smells like a disinfectant. It doesn't smell sweet, even though it's it, a sugar ester. <laughs> it, it's I, I will say it, but it does it smells like it, I don't want you want to say it smells like spoiled milk or something to me yeah. a little bit, but uh -huh. but I hey, it works. 
So, you now, know, uh, that's fine. What, one of the things you can use it for, though, too, is like we've had guys that are using it to clean out their air ducts because they had bug problems coming in through their air ducts they didn't know. Because it's not an oil, it'll do that. You can clean, you know, it's technically a bacteria side. It's a soap. It's basically like a soap, but I don't want to ever confuse it with the safer soaps. Those potassium salts and fatty acids, everybody's heard of those um, because those you have to rinse off and they leave residue. This self remediates and leaves no nothing behind. Um, uh, uh, Penny Lady, you can speak to that. It doesn't leave much, it doesn't leave residue, but no, yeah, um, not at so all. So, how late in flower can you run it? You can run it, they have harvest. That's the other thing I was going to go into is, is it won't show up on any test because it's a sugar ester, it's already been tolerance exempt anyway. But, um, the other thing about the oils that a lot of people did not know, um, oils coat the stomata. And so a lot of times you spray those oils, you'll see the plants kind of slow down because mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're not getting the gas exchange. This, this doesn't hurt the gas exchange or anything because it doesn't go into the plant. The other thing I always worry about with oils and the, the chemicals, you know, back in the day, DDT was the best freaking bug killer in the world, probably still is. But the challenge was DDT hung around and it shows up in your body and shows up and lasts forever. It persists. Well, this doesn't persist very long. It leaves no, it doesn't leave any residue or anything behind. So that's kind of the key with organics is get in there, kill the bug, do no harm. Don't leave anything in the plant. Um, the oils actually soak into a plant. So Mr. Uh, you're, you're the, the extraction guy, right? you're all about the live I love residents. it just all okay. extraction maybe but so you're about the extraction so if you think about that when you're extraction you just want cannabis oil or cannabis resins you don't want corn oil or neem oil or whatever else in your no. extraction right yeah I want so cannabinoids that, and terpenes exactly so that's kind of the goal with this is that all these other oils even though they may work to some degree or they wouldn't still be in the market that it worked to some degree um, but they soak into your plant and then you don't know it, but you're going to have that in your extraction because it takes 45 days or whatever for those oils to get out. And that's why that's why porch farmer, you're asking about how late can you use it? Most things you can't use past you know week three or four in flower just because it's going to end up in your final product. Some right? of it's it, even day one. Yeah, there's a lot of banned substances, you know, across the country here because as soon as you get flower structure, you just stop. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, well, as you know, as a max and as a solid and all that, as a doctor and extracts used to be the biggest thing. And and it's and if you really think about how the, the evolution of IPM or pesticides have been in the in the space was, you know, I came from the old days of when every when cannabis was illegal, right? And so everybody was growing, they were using ornamental um insecticides. And ornamentals mm -hmm. just mean you're not gonna eat it, you're not gonna smoke it. I mean, I remember I was Pretty a guy flowers. Oh yeah. I use Sirocco. Yeah. I mean, I've used Eagle 20. I've used some nasty stuff back in my day and I've learned, um, you know, uh, no better, do better. And that was kind of why I think that all those were originally in the cannabis space because it was considered ornamental because it was illegal. Um, and now as it's come out of the shadows and now we're, you know, we're more mainstream that Fantastic. you know the health and safety is a lot bigger thing. And oils were also, you know, I know guys that we have some, some extraction labs that they only grow for extract and they like our product because even sulfur, well, these guys would use sulfur burners, but if you're doing a concentrate, even a little bit of sulfur is going to add up to a lot in a concentrate. So you want something that you can use similar to what we have. I mean, I think we have the best product, but you know, I'm not, I'm kind of, you're not biased at all. Yeah, I'm not biased yeah, at all. Exactly. Hey, I, I want to <laughs> jump in here before we get hit hash time. Um, I sure. appreciate you coming on the show. I did no, not know you. what to expect. I didn't know too much about your company mm -hmm. uh, before the show tonight, you know, and I appreciate you sharing everything. I, what I want to give you guys props on is it seems like you guys are 
doing what a lot of people in this industry do. And we're taking the technology that we've experienced and researched over decades from other industries and applying it to this one. First of all, I think that's an awesome thing. The other thing is you guys are thinking about this in a totally different way. Rather than feeding the microbes or feeding like the root system itself with salts or something, mm -hmm. you guys are using these enzymatic, if that's a word, reactions mm -hmm. to create reactions within the plant sure. in a natural way. And I, I don't see too many people out there using enzymes for more than breaking down, you know, the microbes or the roots, you know, the dead roots in the soil to, you know, allow for more uptake or something like that. Yep. It's, it's just a, again, this, the whole philosophy of growing, right. We all have our own way. Yeah. I appreciate the way you guys have approached this and I I'm excited to see more products as, as crazy as that I, that is coming from me. Cause you guys have so many bottles that it is, as it is. Yeah, it's really cool one. to see that the different ways you're utilizing these you know, enzyme reactions and, and other things. So props to you guys. And thanks for, thanks for sure. joining the show, man. No, thank you so much for having me anytime. I, I'd uh, love to come back. If you guys ever want to talk about other, there's so many, as Penny Lighting knows, there's so many other products in there we could talk about, but uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate the time. I wasn't sure what to expect either. And you guys are awesome. I, I look forward to coming up to, uh, to maybe hang out with you guys at some point. Yeah, absolutely. We'll I'm down here. I couldn't find too many videos like really explaining the bottles, you know. So I, I really wanted to get an interview onto our show. So, yep. Any well, any time. It was just awesome. Any, anytime you have questions, feel free to ask. Thank you so much for having me, and um, I'll let you guys go from there for your second. I guess you have a second hour too, right? Yeah, yep. we're having the second half. Yeah, we just go a little bit more casual, so it, we don't have to uh, feel like we're forcing you so with much a bunch composure. Of oh, sure, you no can hang out if you want. You don't have to. Yeah, you but, don't have uh, to leave. We'll do more smoking and stuff and uh, less of like an interview. Sure. I'd love to hang out and listen to, to listen to the topics because you guys are, it's always fun to, I, I've met, I, guys, I don't get enough of this of talking with, with other growers and people who are as passionate about it as I am. So I, I really Amen, dude. It. This, this has been, you know, in, in basements and garages and, you know, backyard talk for a long time. And it's, yeah. this is also my favorite thing. You know, I've been on YouTube here coming up, I think on eight years in June um and longer than that and other social media forums and i mean this is this is where i learned to do all this stuff you know what i mean so to be able to just share the knowledge and give back to the community i think that's a very important part of it yeah it's your wife's you. favorite thing too right because it keeps you from talking to her about it for x amount of hours <laughs> Gotta have an outlet, baby. <laughs> i didn't say you did sequence <laughs> <laughs> Well, we all have those friends that were like, man, could you ever talk about anything else? You know, that sort of stuff. And uh, now that you have the outlet to do that here, it opens up the rest of your life for being a normal person and, uh, and engaging in those conversations with people. Dude, especially the first couple of years of growing, I'm like, do you guys see this? Did you know you can clone plants? <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. My friends probably were like just what are you talking about? Yeah. I'm just so, that's why I started watching you guys and why I started watching all the podcasts because I, my friends were like, cool, dude, good story, Casey, you know, and, and yeah, <laughs> I really don't have any friends that aren't growers anymore. They all just kind of faded away. I'm like, fuck that guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, these are friends I've had for like 20 years, a lot of them. So, no, that's, you know, we just have different passions and that's cool. We have our similarities in some ways, but that's why I love, you know, talking to you guys and, and all the people out there in chat. So, yeah.
And uh, one thing I wanted to mention too, Holt, before, you know, I forget is the last thing I want to say about Bloom that mm -hmm. I really, really like, and you guys know I'm all about customer service. Customer service is fucking important. And when I went, that's how I found you guys is through Mr. Grow It. But then mm -hmm. I had kind of had searched for you guys and really they weren't really being carried locally except for at Grow Green. Mm -hmm. And Grow Green had an expo and Nathan was there and I walked, I was like, oh, sweet. I've been wanting to try you guys. And he was like, great. And he gave me a, the whole line, the mm -hmm. whole line of the little bottles yep. to just try them. And that's how I started, you know, using you guys. And then he followed up with it. He, he was like, oh, cool. You know, and I think I started following you guys on social media mm -hmm. and then reached out because I needed some more. And I was like, where can I buy some more? And he yeah. got me hooked up and I, you know, I have access to that and it's just really super easy. And I mean, then he reached out via email one day and was like, hey, I'm going to be in Michigan. I'm going to come visit you. And I'm like, I'm a caregiver. <laughs> I'm not like a commercial facility or anything. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, we love all of our customers. Exactly. That's funny. And, That's awesome. And he showed up to my house and like gave me some grow tips and grow space, you know, tips and yeah. everything. And nice. really, really cool. And Nathan's so, a great, he's, he's a great guy, isn't he? He's, yep. a, he's a good guy. Well, so, well, as you know, as big as the product line is, sometimes it's it could you can go oh this is too many products so that's why he really pushes and i recommend to try one thing and see mm -hmm. how and and then if you go oh wow this this does what it says it's going to do i mean that's yep. kind of that's kind of the idea then add the other add other products is necessary but yeah pain and lady you just made me think of something or remember something i guess have has anybody on this panel ever received a resume via email to to help like to work for you at your grow because i have and it's I want to let everyone know it is a one man show. There, there's not any paid positions available. I'm doing this all on my own with a little bit of help from my wife. And uh, you feel really good. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess, but like, I'm not as big as some of these people think I am. And it's, it's, I don't know. It's, I, yeah, I guess it's kind of heartwarming to get a resume. But I'm like, dude, I wish I could pay you. I really do. You could, you could always say the good news is you're hired. The bad news is you're not getting paid. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a unpaid internship. Yep. Let's learn together. I've been enjoying having a little helper in my, in my grow now. Sequence has been helping out in mine, which has been nice. So yeah, man, garden gnome. I potted it up. Little helper. He's just a little help. Yeah, I didn't. A little one. I didn't. Just a little helper. He looks a little next to the bed behind him. I, I just don't little, want yeah. him to feel obligated. You know what I mean? Like. I don't want him to feel like it's his responsibility to help me. Or Sequence is crushing it in multiple grows right now. He's in yours. He's in baked. <laughs> he's Dude, everywhere. when are you going to come work for me with this unpaid internship? <laughs> yeah, right? You pay my him. wife got a job, and I've trimmed two plants this weekend. That's oh, unbelievable. That's unfair. <laughs> I haven't trimmed plants in years. That is uh, yeah, I know. Oh, that sounds like you're kind of spoiled there. Not fun. It was, it was a good gig. It was a good run while it lasted. He yeah. got to grow and she got to trim. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to start somewhere, right? Right. You work your way up. Everyone starts she in refuses, the mail Yeah, she refuses to plant a seed. So. Man. Why? 
It wasn't that long ago. We could hardly get her to smoke with us, and now look where we are. So yeah, she's like taking tours of commercial gardens. And right, right, smoking joints with people. I love it. That's awesome. She's opening up. Well, now we'll have to start getting her growing. I told her you can get yourself a little auto flower and go put it on the porch. Yeah, just start oh, where she gets I did. to pick her own genetics. You know, yeah, what I mean? just right outside this year. That worked. Yep. Yep. For real, I told her you so you can just take it to your mom's house, put it in her backyard, wherever you want to do, you know. Yeah, you can put 12 of them. Shit. <laughs> yeah, 11 friends. So she she cuts my clones for me, she roots all my clones. But she so she's a, a propagator, but not shit, a seed popper. Yeah, she's she's the nurse, she runs the nursery. So, what exactly gonna... do you do around there? Yeah, man. <laughs> I water, I water. he mixes the nutrients. He's guys. a director. Yeah, I'm about to be mixing some yellow bottles. There you go. Shake them up. There you That's go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. They're gonna love them. I can't wait. I got that ooze. I'm gonna bring the terps. That's a clip, yeah. a little pump, uh, clip that baked. He's got the ooze. Right about now. <laughs> you're you're putting your autos in the ground. No, I said if you're going in the ground with them, I'd be putting them out right about now. May first, like even regular plants. If no seeds, if there's seeds, oh, I'd be putting them in the ground yeah. right now. Yeah, seeds would be going off for sure. I was gonna say, you trying to grow some ten footers, dog? Like <laughs> say shit, it snowed here a couple days ago. I did that. Yeah, you have the shit. words that came out of my mouth. I, yeah, yeah, man, nobody understands words. <laughs> I, I, I will say though, indoor. it's after hash time. We only half listen now. <laughs> you can get two runs in if you were to start them now, for sure. Yeah. Or at least just one run that you could have a bumper crop way before anybody else is pulling down. Yep, right. I've got my auto flowers going, and then I've got my flower tent going, and then I've got the outdoor that'll go. So, little stages. Nice. Shit, I need to hang a light up real quick. What? So, so what's everyone's plan for outdoor? We're we're looking at May first right now. Um, I uh, I went to early last year, and uh, eight, maybe ten out of my twelve plants were over seven feet tall <laughs> it was too much <laughs> to handle <laughs> and so now i'm like do i wait till just like after the fourth of july kind of thing just have some sort of marker there or do i just like put them out smaller did it do it is this organic soil too good i like to start them in june personally and what do you mean by it was too big what do you mean by that dude there's just it's, <laughs> yeah, what do you mean again <laughs> one guy one guy <laughs> One guy. What's your, What's your wife? Worker, bro? I needed to call Too one of big. those from Cruise. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Can you get your wife into trimming? Oh no, she helped. But listen, <laughs> it was a lot. Okay, let's just. So just That's do the, the thing same thing. People don't realize the same thing with less plants then, or just smaller plants. I don't know. I like the variety. You know what I mean? I know it works well outdoors. That the garlic punch was incredible outdoors. Way better than it was indoors for some reason. You didn't and have then lime scotch clementine were great. Uh, no, the only thing Sweet. I had was a uh, a little bit of a, a little bout of aphids, and I think I've okay. talked about this on the show before. I literally heard this tip from like a vegetable gardener on like Instagram or something. Took my hose down with the jet stream on, sprayed them all off the plant. Never yeah. saw them again. Just physically yeah. removed them like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Outdoors fun. It's a good way. Well, I for me, I'm, I'm thinking I've got a like a 16 by 18 deck that gets full sunlight at like for most of the day. 
And I wanted to take some seven gallon pots and try some auto flowers in them. But I'm not sure, should I start them off in like a solo cup or should I start them in a one gallon or should I start them right in the seven gallon itself? What, what is the prevailing wisdom on somebody, anybody in the panel, anybody in the chat? What would you do? I always start them right in their pot. How many okay. times do you I've never ran a single one in my entire life and don't want to fuck it up. Started, I, I, I've, I've grown a shit ton of them. Started I've in the final pot. Them right in the final okay. pot. If you want to be fancy, you can start it in a root riot, and then once it sprouts, you can put it in your final pot. But I mean, just put it in the final pot. That's what yeah. I've always yeah. heard, Skilbo. I've never done it myself, but even the conventional wisdom, like okay. six years ago. Here's, so here's another one. So I, I've got this. I still have soil left over from my bed, and my intention was to do the the classic top dress and add some more gypsum and some earthworm castings, and you know, blah blah blah. But if I'm going to start this in here, do I want to give it like the water kiss where you, you know, put the, the seed in there and then just come up with the water a little bit? What is the way that you guys do this? Because nobody ever talks about this. I would take your, soil, I'd take your soil now, put it in a pot and start a cover crop and then get that going and then worry about then you'll have plants okay. in the ground growing and it'll be ready to go. And then you can throw your seed in there. It's a good tip. Now, yeah, if I, like I can that. figure out which of the 87 totes worth of fucking the shit from my garden, <laughs> my old white clover and fucking crimson clover is hanging out in, man. Dude, just run. go into your yard and grab, just fucking scalp your yard a little bit and throw it on top. It'll fucking establish. Dude, you're <laughs> a genius. Shit's invasive, you man. <laughs> you know what? I was I was out last weekend and I dug up like these fucking 20-year-old yucca plants, dude. Holy shit. That's a fucking job and a half, man. I There was probably dude. about 20 of them, man. Those things are terrible. I've tried to get those things out. They're terrible. It's a fucking beast, man. I got a rototiller yeah. you guys can borrow next time. <laughs> just <laughs> slam those. Fuck, now I've got them everywhere, right? Just spread it everywhere. Yeah. Hey, I've got a, a question kind of in the same uh, breath as Skillbo there regarding like pot size. In regards to transplanting organics how do you guys feel about that because someone brought it up earlier i apologize i forget who but we talked about you know dude and cocoa and stuff like yeah one gallon to three gallon to five gallons gallon, whatever you want to do just rooting up you know it's going to take a while for them to get root bound but they can get root bound in organic soil the conventional wisdom that was brought to me back in the grow tube days but i by i think the Shout out to the old dope boys, they said this basically the second you see a root at the bottom, you transplant that thing into the next yeah. biggest pot. And that's what I've been cool trying thing, to wasn't do it? lately. Maybe, maybe it was subcool. I think he's the one that brought him on, but um, yeah, you know, that's and that's what I've been trying to do. Seed because that's the tap because it shoots down. the tap. Good point. But if you're not yeah. growing from seed, you're growing from clone, you don't, you're not going to get a tap root. Now they're growing so, out, but they they well no, I disagree. I, I mean, maybe it's just all the sativas or whatever I grow, but they go straight to the bottom of the pot. And then they find the bottom, and then they start spreading out. They always go down to the bottom first. Hmm. No one else experienced that, huh? <laughs> I guess I the roots. How do you like transplant trans if you don't have the roots down there to hold the soil together? Yeah. Right, and that's the thing. I've gone too early, and it's like I pull it out and you know try to get the right moist well, that's the issue because what will happen is you did that three gallon i gotta hurry up and water and if you don't have if you've got a large area at the bottom of the pot that is just solid soil and doesn't have roots established that shit stays fucking wet man and then now you're like mm -hmm. oh it doesn't feel like i need to water it yet but then yeah. now you're running into wet feet it's just there's like five problems well, so, that's going to come from that shit exactly so yeah that's the idea of up potting in, in general is that if you put it in the final pot from the get the 
the roots tend to do what you said. They explore to the edges of the pot and then they just fill in the edge of the pot. And you got this huge pocket in the middle where there's not a lot of roots. So the idea of the whole idea behind up pot in any way is to build a root zone in a smaller spot. So every up pot, you're filling that pot with roots rather than ha- you know, you're getting rid of that giant pocket in the middle by doing that. So to transplant before you have any root zone there, you're kind of missing the whole point of, the, of putting it in the small pot to begin with. Because you're, you're wanting to build a root zone so that it doesn't spread out. You want to keep it contained so it stays in a smaller, you know, you're, you're establishing a root zone in your center of your final pot with your small pot. Ooh, I got a secondary thing to add to that is this is since I was saying subcool and shouted him out, let's do this. He had this thing where if he was up potting, he would take the container that he was going to go into and he would put like as much soil as would make up the difference between the pot size that he's already in and the new pot. Then he would put that new pot and empty one in there and fill the whole thing with soil. And then he would lift that one pot out that's now full of soil and you have a perfect implant. Then you come around and you dust that with whatever you're going to do if you're into that sort of thing. Yep, mycos and all that shit. Drop that Mm -hmm. down in the hole. Now, the other tip is, since we're talking about maybe it took me a minute to establish all these roots, so I've got kind of a leggy plant now. What I used to do is I would bury mine deeper because I know that anything that's the main stem that goes under the ground is going to begin to shoot roots as well as the plant is going to be down near the water where if I'm doing any kind of butt chugging, I'm going to be able to get that up quicker. So I didn't mind burying mine a little bit deeper and put, you know, three, four inches of plant under the ground, you know, and if I had anything, I would just remove all that bullshit and go from there. So kind of the opposite of mounding then, because I've always done the opposite where you like you, you know, put maybe two inches or so above the soil and then you have this ring around it that kind of allows the water to kind of soak up everything at the same time. You know what I'm saying? I've done that, but then what I would run into is where I would have water that just shots, shoots down the side of the pots so that I'm seeing more of a wash off rather than a rush in. So you're going in like me with that three liters and just dumping it all out. <laughs> Dude, I'm guilty as shit. That's why I'm talking back on it, man. I know your pain. <laughs> I will say using worm casting, though, putting wor- like a nice like quarter inch, half inch layer or whatever of worm castings on top really just kind of yeah. slows everything down and brings it down yeah. a, almost like a filter. I guess it literally is a filter. <laughs> that's a yeah. that's awesome fit goodness too. Any, anytime your pants plants are st- or your pants, <laughs> your plants Sometimes are struggling. Your castings. <laughs> Put just a little, a little little layer of worm castings across the whole fucking top and water it in. God damn, I'll tell you in a day. They seem like they're magic. It's gonna green yeah. up. Yeah, that's that's uh. I didn't mention that earlier, but along with those three, you know, whatever organic reservoir type nutrients, I am using uh. Gosh, well, I was using Michigan Mediums, which is the brand of soil that I like, but I couldn't find their worm castings anytime recently. So I ended up using something like wig- Wiggly Worms, Worm Wigglers or something like that. Are you guys familiar with that? Yeah, I've, 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 used, I've got a bag of it right now. It seems to be okay, but I like yeah. the one I used to usually get, and I just got a bag, was Detroit Nutrient Company's Tommy. <sighs> I didn't make the drive for it, dude. I was like, all right, there's a place like 8 miles, 12 miles, whatever it is from me that has this wiggly worm bullshit. You know, I guess I'll give that a try. But, yeah, there was one maybe like another five miles away that had DMC. Oh, I would have driven five miles for it. I yeah, well, now I know, yeah, Five dude. miles isn't anything. <laughs> I know. We I actually, just like trying things. So the crazy thing. Four dollars a gallon? The crazy thing his guy does for the worms is he they, they they keep processing it until it's almost like all casting. So like it's super processed. It's real fine. It is really nice stuff. It's, it's good stuff. All right. Well, I'll give it a try. I will say Michigan Mediums, man, that soil is crushing it. It's fantastic. Don't go buying all the, the yards. So I need a couple for outdoor. I need to just give me give me a couple like a week or two. 
I only buy a bag of soy once a month, maybe. It's just to top off shit that's fucking getting broke down. <laughs> soil yeah, or worm castings? Both worm castings, I don't buy hardly as much. Maybe one a bag every like two once months. a quarter. Yeah, okay, something like that. Yeah, but uh, giving away yeah, plants, getting I'm talking about soil. regular. Yeah, like M3 or the Detroit Nutrient Company water only. I usually get usually M3 if I can get it. I or, don't like M3, dude. A try oh. Michigan mediums, dude. It's it'll uh, it's. Why I don't want to talk too much shit, but it's... I'm trying to fucking soil that's fucking special for veg and special for flower. <laughs> Fuck that. I want a one thing. That's yeah, you want the one thing that's subpar and like yeah. two yeah, weeks less nutrients. Terrible. Way too much perlite and like I don't, I don't, overhyped. I don't, I don't just throw it out <laughs> after each type. I use it again and again and again and I add my own inputs so it's really my soil at this point yeah. oh okay so i started well. <laughs> coco loco like two years ago and it just keeps getting returned yeah all my shit man it's probably at least all of it's over a year old yep. but i do have to it does get broke down after a while and i have to add more on top to level it off yep. i'm gonna plant some in the ground this year i think see what happens i think it's just gonna prove they're gonna be monsters and i'm they just will. gonna provide some fucking privacy to the deck awesome. <laughs> it'll be like a little oasis but yeah hey, lady, i might be right there with you yeah. I, uh, I I did my 25 gallon smart pots last year maybe like left like four inches you know above the soil just kind of give that barrier I thought about just pulling those things out of the holes this year and filling it back with fresh soil and just popping them right in that their little holes there and let them go. But again, like last year, they're too big. So I, I think I just have to smaller plants a little bit later. Maybe I don't know. Just but take I, them out. Just plant them in that same spot. Don't even just plant them in the exact same soil. I swear to God, there's no nutrients left in that soil. All right, do me a favor and plant one plant out there and tell me how it does. All right, fair enough. I'll plant put it. it. Actually, put I an autoflower in there. I two primal will provide me access. I don't even know where to start with autoflowers, guys. I really well, don't. There's it, it, probably enough nutrients in there to go start to finish. Dude, you can go to a local grow store. They sell autoflower, fem autoflowers at the grow store. I'm like, what the hell is some local person? Like, sweet. It was like just novelty bucks. seeds, dude. I think it's yeah, 35 bucks for five seeds. I think it was. I can't remember. It's a yeah, really, really expensive. Novelty first seed. <laughs> well, I was just going to dig some big old holes and put some worm castings because I've got some big bags of worm castings from last year. A couple, well, at least I'm one short because the raccoon got in my garage and fucked shit up and got into the worm castings bag and got all over oh, my car, man. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Knocked my gate over onto my car. Oh. oh. It wasn't, wasn't a good day. Were you still not wanting to kill it? Because I would be wanting to kill it at that point. Yeah, how that many one, traps did you that set That one I might have killed if I had seen good that one. Oh, fuck. Oh, so yeah, I'd be going to get the 22. <laughs> and I might have torched it. But um, wow, jeez, I was not torched it. That's savage. She's got like napalm. Oh, she's gonna she's gonna go there. She's gonna go all the way. She's not a sequence damn torch. But yeah, I've got some that's what I plan to do and just using my worm castings and putting that down into the ground and watering in some um 
probably a little bit of some bloom yellow bottles eventually once uh once they need it once they need a little extra boost give them that so. uh pre give yeah squat. well yeah, maybe that's what i should do this year <laughs> Load last, them on year, the pre. last year i did what kind of for girl was saying with the the fabric pot in the ground and it was filled with the m3 the stuff he hates and, I don't uh, hate it. It's just so par, <laughs> all right. And it's I grew like the, a three out of five. Wa watered that plant maybe three times the entire year. It rained enough to keep it going. I never fed it mm -hmm. anything ever, and I got like a pound off of it. Then it was amazing. So I used M three, and I I liked it. But y'all have. I'm just saying. That, I'm, I'm just saying. Just, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just saying like that. That's, I mean, I was in like a 10 gallon pot. It doesn't, most of the nutrient nutrition and stuff came from the native soil. It's not coming from that little pot. No way the size of that plant. So, I mean, yeah, I want to harvest some IMO plant out in the yard. Yeah. I mean, I love playing out in the yard. I just don't, I mean, I live in a neighborhood with a guy right behind me, guy didn't right, to me. Right. Yeah. So if I do anything, it'll be a few autoflowers, you know, mixed in with my vegetables, but that's about it. That one that went last year, I thought was an autoflower, and I just got it mixed up and planted a fucking photo period. So I just oh, wow. the sparkle face just did that its thing. Yeah, that sparkle face. Yeah, yeah that, I think that. it looked great, man. I, I mean, no, not, I'm not, you know, I'm three. Sure, you know, if it works for you, you know, grower philosophy, all that, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying it was easy. I was just, I left it alone. It yeah, so no, the water, and dude, the, you're right. Like the, the, precipitation we received last year. I know we talked about this, you know, like seven, eight months ago or whatever. I think after the 4th of July, like that weekend, I don't think I watered my plant more than, or my plants more than like twice the rest of July, or maybe it was in June or something. It was crazy. It was like so much rain, but it wasn't so much that they were like getting flooded out. It was really just the perfect season for it. But I yeah. tell you what, man, I would really love to like set up some sort of, uh, you know, cheap, simple pop-up greenhouse type situation this year. Oh, Cause yeah, that would be nice. It'd be very helpful. <laughs> You could always do a light depth too if you're gonna do that. Oh, dude, yeah. If I had 50 yeah. 50 grand to spend, I trust me, I just set up a 24 by 36 just light throw, depth. Throwing up real quick. Yeah, bro. Like, come on. Let's do an automated light depth. Make it really easy. Honest. Higher, higher than person. That thing. Trust me, we'll be. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna need a bigger close up system, guys. <laughs> Was that in their resume? Well, I'm stoked to use the. I'm gonna use the soil that's in my pots. I have those big 20 gallon pots that I grew my outdoor in last year. And I was kind of messing around with them. Um, I don't know, a week or so ago. And that soil was looking good in there. So I think I'm just going to reuse it and amend it. Like you said, Spartan, I've got some of those, um, those oil, what is it? Mother earth or what, what, what do I have in the boxes? Those boxes down to earth. Down to earth. Down to earth yeah. yeah. I have some of those. Uh, I still have some alfalfa, Mm -hmm. and some I'll barley i think i still have so if anybody barley, needs barley last all the way on the top and just yeah leave it. cool yeah so i think that's what i'm just gonna do plant those suckers outside in the dirt dirt and see how it works this year instead of in the big um things that seem to dry out and see what difference it makes in the end hopefully they get a little more sun than they were down there in those pots too oh yeah It'd be interesting to see if how much of a difference there is. You know? Yeah, and it'd be really cool to see if like if it shows up in the smoke, like there's a different taste or something. That's what I'm thinking, and it'll keep misses over here from um, <laughs> blasting off the end of the 
deck and she's tearing up my grass down there. Oh no. Oh no. Burst energy. No diamond, no. Zoomies. Well, I know I'm not going to get to run the Hong Kong Fui outdoors this year. I'm on what day was... 77 right now, and it's still got clear trichomes. What's the cross on that? Oof. That's dog shit times old family purple. Tell me dog shit is something good. Yeah. It's better than cat something piss. Great. No, <laughs> something dude, you good. say cat piss. It's that old school oh. strain, dog shit. I don't know. That's from CSI. <laughs> Man, these names... I know, right? We're going to run uh, when uh, Sequence and I were looking at seeds. We combined our seeds. We're looking oh, at stuff. What are, the, what are the ones that we're going to run? Those soul fires? Yeah, Get Down, I think it was called. Yeah, the Get Down. Get Down. Hell come yeah. on with the come on, get down with the get down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Jungle boogie. laughs> I can't remember what the cross was, but it looked good to me. So, yeah, something new to look forward to. Let's it up real quick. Because I'm only going to run one room. Oh, yeah. Ooh, wow. It's going to really become a battle of the fucking bands now, Tighten man. Tighten it up. Oh, yeah. Sure. I don't want to trim it. I'll smoke it, but I don't want to trim it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a detailed trim right there. That looks that's pretty. a lot like of little fucking pieces, man. Fucking. What's that say? I'm too old to read that shit. What's it that says Meltdown by Black Banana. Well, I don't know what Meltdown is. It's a. Uh... Both electric orange fragrance, it says. Oh, right now. So Who's the breeder on that? It's just Soul bone. Fire. Soul Fire. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, that'll be kind of cool. Best that's is a multi topped bush. Mm. She's a worker. <laughs> like maybe a we could top bush. Maybe we could try it outside. So, wait a minute. Hold on. I, I have a question now. Um, how many fucking strains are you guys holding? She just got 30 in her multi-pass. I was going to say, no, she's no, no, got no, 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 not in your seed pack, not in the vault. I'm saying, Sequence, you were holding fucking, was it 18? Yeah, I don't have any strains anymore. Okay, there we go. So you will fucking grow what you get to grow, mister. Get in there and get the gnomon and then fucking leaves. We don't smoke much anymore, so it's... uh going to be a lot of variety, I think. Well, I think if, if like Fergroli was here, he'd be happy to go ahead and fresh frozen what you guys have and give it back to you in some kind of tasty treat form that you could really fucking enjoy. Maybe right. even come up with some kind of really cool mix between two flavors. I, I can tell he's really not here and not just ghosting us with the oh, screen. Sure. <laughs> he'd have jumped in by now. Just got to yeah. talk about Terps. I got to somebody put up the Terp signal. He'll fucking come back. Started yes, Hellfire is really good, so I'm excited. Um, Yeti gave me those seeds, I think, as a housewarming gift or something. Shout like out that. to Yeti. So, you're gonna pop that whole pack, yeah. or you're just gonna do so, so a certain amount? I doubt it because it's 12. You are six? Are yeah. they fems or are they right? no? They're regulars, okay? Just do six and see where you go. Get them tested, yep. and then I like the idea of running testing on it, man. If it's worth holding on long term, especially if you're a caregiver, I know that's like a dying breed thing, but that's a great service to have for your wow, customers. I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Red Setter that. Farm because he's always been big on having his shit tested and being able to, you know, really have the numbers and try to to make that connection and help the patient fucking get the meds that they need. For girl, you just missed it, dude. I threw up the turp signal and everything, and you just missed it all. Uh, we we're talking about. 
now, sequence in Painted Lady, uh, they they said they don't smoke that much anymore. And I said, well, you know, I'm sure I know somebody that we could do some fresh frozen work with and maybe even come up with some really fucking fancy blends. Yeah, man. we uh, Harvesting <laughs> it is uh, very particular. So I would love to help you guys out on that um, because that's important. I, again, I'm trying to capture the essence of what you grew, right? And so to harvest it and not really save that essence is ultimately a failure when it comes to fresh frozen so, so what am i what do i need to do if i'm just listening to the show and and i might know a guy myself but i want to know what i need to do um well cold yeah i yeah, can't keep it cold and keep the oxygen away that's i mean that the, the uh, do you want a sub-zero freezer for that you know like in uh, restaurants you can get those ones that'll go like negative seven and shit like that is that what i you mean want? A, a chest freezer like that you get at you know your local menards right that should be like negative 10 degrees fahrenheit dude have you been like into that. lowe's have you seen they get those long boys Whoo-wee, man there was some fucking long oh. ass chest freezers <laughs> some like 30 square footers or something <laughs> ridiculous um yeah but no i mean like uh, you know basically you want to harvest it uh kind of like you would if you were dry harvesting but uh, you know essentially taking off all the fan leaves and leaving what sugar leaves you can on there i like to not basically just trim around the bud because i don't want to expose all those cell walls and potentially bring in the chlorophyll fats and lipids and every other thing that you don't want in your extract so i try to be delicate with it um but it, it's you know it's a very important step of the process to get quality in quality out right so after you've removed everything that doesn't have trichomes on it you really want to break it down into the smallest node you possibly can and so that means you know say you've got a 14 inch cola or something you're going all the way up you might have these you no, know couple no that come stick, off right the time. yeah no, no stick. stick no stick at all but it's important to it's it's less no stick and more just breaking it down so that your solvent can flow freely through it you know you don't want to force it or, or really make it struggle to to soak all the trichomes so if you break it down into those individual nodes it's very helpful um, now you're going to pack it to some extent anyway in, in the closed loop system so you don't you know you're not going to worry too much you know you don't got to be too crazy about it um, but as long as you're working fast you're working efficiently you're breaking down the nodes you're getting off all the extra stuff you're not really interested in extracting and you're getting it into a vac sealer pretty much immediately but you got to remember, you know, when you're vacuuming things, you're bringing down boiling points. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the important parts is like, you don't want to be in a room that's 85 degrees and be vac sealing this stuff. Ideally, you'd be in a slightly cooler than, you know, your standard, I don't know, uh, room temperature room. Um, so if possible, do it in there. Uh, the other very important part is, especially if someone else is doing the work, the, the processing for you, is please do not vac seal it to the point where it's going to freeze as a brick. You want to vac seal it to the point where it's just starting to compress. Like you just see it compress in that bag and then you seal it. Don't just sit there and click vac seal or whatever. And it's going to, you know, compress it down to a brick because it will literally be a brick and you'll be okay. taking a saw or a chisel or something to it to break it down to fit in your materials column. So 
um, that's very unhelpful. Yeah, because it is containing moisture still, so it's definitely going to mm-hmm. fucking freeze together like oh, that. Oh, it's 80% moisture still at that point, Oof. you know? And that's why we're looking at a difference in dry materials. going to give you 15 18% or something returns. This is going to give you 3 4 5 6% returns. So, mm-hmm. you know, the amount that you're putting in there is, um, it's a little bit more work. It takes a lot more time, and the, you know, the more capacity, the better. But there is a limit on that where you're going to consider it craft too, I think. Um getting a little further than we need to there, but, um, you know, getting the reason we vac seal it and not compress it is other than workability is we don't want to oxidize the material. Mm, Oxygen is going to degrade your trichomes. It's going to degrade everything in the plant. So that's why I consider fresh frozen a higher quality than a cured product because it hasn't been sitting there for five to, you know, five days to two weeks or whatever drying and, even if it's a 60 degree room or whatever, it's you're still, you know, still losing uh, quality there. Um, at that point, it's just running your process at as cold as you can get at pretty much temperature uh, to, again, still preserve every part of that plant you just harvested because it's wasteful not to. <laughs> Inside of our bomb proof room, right? <laughs> See you one day, one baby. There it is. <laughs> that room was sweet too. Dude, wait till you see a bigger one. That one was, uh, I mean, I could touch both sides of it, you know, both sides of the walls in there. It's... Yeah, I thought it was pretty small, honestly. But, hey, whatever, whatever. He Still didn't have sweet. a lot of room to work with. It's a yeah. micro business. He, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, he yeah. does, he literally doesn't Maximize need anything more than that. Making it exactly. work. I want an explosion-proof room. <laughs> For that fire you grow. Oh man, just listen to him talking about how you had to have it so that it would run with no power. Fifteen seconds, man. Like a hospital. It's literally hospital standards for process. He he literally has this whole thing running off a UPS sequence. It's got a a UPS. I heard that. That's so clever. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, oh my god. It'll only run it for like thirty seconds. He needs it to run for fifteen, but it'll run it for like thirty if he needs it to. You know, I was at uh, I was at Costco today looking at generators, and I saw they had this Duracell like five. It's like a, I guess it's just a battery, you know, but it runs like five hundred watts for I don't know how many hours. So I'm looking thing, you know, for things to run these. Yeah, you can plug them in the wall and they charge up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you can also daisy chain them, right? So I'm like, I'm wondering how how big of a fire that'll be. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, I couldn't resist, man. They heat your house too with them. Keep them in the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I got grow lights, bro. <laughs> Shout out to the HPS. Try to heat my grow rooms right. with extension cords. Oh god. <laughs> oh shit, man. Yeah, they can get seriously hot though. You guys gotta be careful about the, the heated floors, bro. Heated floors. Yeah. Well, we're talking light depth. I mean, if we go heated floor, we can go year round. Geothermal. Just saying. Yep. There's not thermal enough light. With fish. No, there's not, but it. you know, LEDs are uh, very efficient nowadays. So yeah, you, know. you need lights out there. It's not like you're not gonna have a hundred amp panel in your light depth greenhouse anyway. Just throw, you know, hey, I'll amp be honest. I, I actually missed fucking HPS a couple of winters ago when I first made the switch over to all LED. I was like, oh shit, these temperatures are getting down there at night now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I run heaters in my grow room, that's for sure. Heaters and air conditioning. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Ooh, I just checked my pulse and mine is warm right now. These warmer temperatures are making a difference. Yeah, it's changing. 
So check your check your vitals on your rooms and stuff, people, because they're changing as the weather does. This is about the time where I change my eight by eight veg tent from exhausting the air inside of the building to exhausting the air outside of the building. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yep, I've got my AC pumping now. Now I can hook up that Pulse Pro. Put the Pro in there for the rest of the flower time, and then oh, yeah. put the regular one in the. Bedroom. That was your long, your long con was. That's why you bought that as a gift for him because you knew it was fucking coming back eventually. You're like, you could just borrow for a few. <laughs> that is so rude. We were talking about nasty that. and rude. Fucking genius. Uh, clever chops. <laughs> So nasty and so rude. <laughs> Nailed and it. If, if you guys are enjoying this, make sure you come through tomorrow night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Late Sash, where you get more of the uh, cut-up jokes and good shit. <laughs> True that. I'm good. I'm fucking high, man. Me too. Mission accomplished. Yep, we still got 21 up. to go. Fat lime skunk dab. Oh, man, dude. Well, I've been that, today, is, dude. that is one of my favorite... Oh, look at that. Brothers. Oh, nice. Both oh, on look okay. at that focus, too. Mm. I did didn't even need the white paper. That was Flex. one of my faves. The taste. It's the Wake and Bake, man. I'm telling you, yeah, if you guys are into real. Wake and Bakes, try that one. The flavor, it's easy on the lungs. And get down. What do you got there? Oh, he's got the clam. I like how you color-coded uh, oh, the uh, clementine on that, too. Kind of yeah. it I'm trying to change up the labeling just a Looks little good. bit. Looks you good. know what I mean? I uh, I had too many people thinking Fergroli was the strain name. Why <laughs> <laughs> did the market flood with this fucking shit? Huh? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. getting it around. Wait a minute, we can do yeah, the old one. Really, it's really me. Last time. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, I'm lo different. I'm looking forward to uh, bringing more. Uh, let's see. I actually, I already ran some some stuff for this Michigan Gems and Genetics coming up, and a couple other events in June here. But uh, I uh, I ran Mister Clean on its own. Very excited about that one. Mm -hmm. I ran Durban Poison on its own for the first time in I don't know how many years. I ran uh, Garlic Punch as well. And then I have more Clementine to run. And then I think... So I have enough to do a Lime Skunk run on its own. But the Clement Lime turned out so good that I kind of want to recreate that. And then maybe do another Lime Combo. Because it's either one full run of Lime Skunk or two, you know, combo runs of Lime Skunk. Do a variety. I, yeah, I kind of... You just did a know. straight run of the Lime, run of run a variety. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do it. I, I know I ran Clement Lime last time, but it was... Someone pointed out it was like a mojito or a margarita, and it really was. It was so good. Yeah. Go to Miles right around the corner. Shit. Baked, baked has... I don't know if he's still got it. It's probably not anymore. But I thought you were going to say he's still up. You know he's yeah. not up. Oh, he's probably not up, no. 10:41. No way. We got to make our no bake joke. It's obligatory. Snooze. Oh, and he was out partying with his parents. No fucking way. <laughs> what was it? Like a three-way boomer party? Partying with his parents. No, oh, shit. I thought that was gonna be him that jumped Red. out. No, Red. 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 no way. I'm telling you, he's <laughs> no. I, I believe <laughs> that. says they literally yet. just got like, home and unpacked. And they're just red. <laughs> What's up, man? Chuck, What's up, dude? Did you get a nap Hello. in, dude? No. Who slept this weekend? Not me. Look at these eyes. Do these look like the <laughs> eyes of somebody who has slept at all this weekend? Just stepped out of the oh, red. Oh, really? God. How are you Hungry doing, guys? I'm doing good, man. How was it? I want to hear about it, man. 
I don't even know where to start, to be honest. Holy cow. Maybe start with Friday or Saturday. Let's see here. We got in there fashionably late, as usual, uh, about an hour before the event, which gave us plenty of time to kind of get going. The event opened up for public at about 3 o'clock. This is the Big Clouds inaugural event, uh, Big Clouds Farm on the west side of Michigan in Jones, Michigan, southern, southwest Michigan. Uh, South of Kalamazoo, even. South of Kalamazoo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, South of, like... It's like 131, so like south of all the West Coast cities, right? Muskegon, um, uh, Grand Haven. It's like north of Fort Wayne, basically? North of Fort Wayne. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Uh, It's north of the border. (laughs) The only thing is north of the border. Barely. Barely. Man, I don't know what I can and can't talk about this event. uh, Did you have a good time? I had a blast. Becca had a blast. Uh, DOG DOG misses you. Yeah, Dioji missed us a lot. He's he's wanting his attention right now. Uh, we just got home. We just got freshly showered, being around growers and cannabis plants and all that all weekend. Um, let's see here, man. Friday the, the weather the weather was moderate, right? Had a lot of clouds, a little bit of sunshine. Now, if you know what cannabis and sunshine do, you know, and in the ground they do great, but when it's cured cannabis in jars, not so great. Bye bye, so, terps. Yeah, yeah. well. Here's the thing, man. You have to consist constantly. So this is what we're doing. The jar would get warm. Let it go. Off it. Off gas it. And then as soon as somebody getting ready to like kind of walk by, cap it. They come up to the booth. Fresh flavor. You know, so you have to you have to play play with what you have. You know, it's, it is what it is situation. You have to kind of run through the ringer with your stuff. We went with uh, freshly cured product with you know adequate moisture and you can see the moisture filling up on the jars by the end of today three days later everything's crispy is making sure we sold out of everything before we came home and we're down to like a little this dog is going crazy i'm sorry guys um <laughs> good. everybody's yeah. useful man yeah i know so let me see. I, i'm sorry i'm distracted let me get rid of him or dog I, I can't donkey congington says oh that dog really missed you man there you go. Yeah. You don't see cats doing that. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. I don't uh, you got along with her for now. Careful. Yes, he Dude, my, Dude, my cat does it. It's like he's not a cat, man. I wake up and he's right there, like, hey buddy, pet me. Wagging his tail and shit. Yep. It's, it's, he wants love. He's not like fuck you. Does your cat eat your veg plants? No, my cat I don't let him go, anywhere near him. Uh, I used to have one, and I let my cat. He would go in there and grab the bottom leaves and chew on them because he was an indoor cat, and so yeah. he kept him. I, don't, I can't stand cat hair on my weed, so like the cat's Those, not even allowed in my room. Ah, I got it. Same <laughs> I, I, to the room. <laughs> my pit bull loves these stems, though. After I've harvested all those fresh okay, stems, because you know they're not dried out at that point. They're yeah. still. She could just strip them down. All that's hours on them. It's great. They get the CBD, I think, out of them. I help it. I think it helps them with inflammation and stuff. Oh, I can wow. see that. Yeah, lump syringe red. That yeah. looks like it melted. Hey, <laughs> she's looking warm. A it's a limp syringe. You just kind of leave shit in your bag, and then you just warm. like throw more shit in your bag, and then yep. more shit in your bag. Yeah, not leaving those jars upright. I hear that. This guy here just throw it in there. No, this this is. Oh, wow, this thing cool. actually seals. This is fucking awesome. That's cool. That's I like that jar. Where'd you get that from? Michaels. Michaels. Yeah, like like circa 2015, probably. Uh, is it plastic or glass? Oh. No, it's 
glass oh, mask. Sweet. It fits a jar. Yeah. I love it. It fits a it fits a, a pint jar lid. It's fucking nice. sweet. It's about nice. a pint jar. Probably not sure. nowadays. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here. So Friday, yeah. Uh, Astro Charlie was slightly under the weather. Uh, he and I split a booth for the remainder of the weekend. Shout out to Astro Charlie. First off, uh, he is, you know, the one that's behind this logo. He hooked me up with the new silhouette logo. And guys, right before we hit the event, boom, redsetterfarm.com. Please check nice. it out. We have a website. You cannot make sales through our website, but redsetterfarm.com. We wrote that oh, on yeah. here. You like that? It's coming to uh, Let's see here. No sales on the website, but you can access our menu, swag, sticker packs. Um, our little pre-roll containers, you know, anything that doesn't come with cannabis, we have hat pins and a handful of things on there that you can source. You they, know, I, I want to give a shout out on those hat pins, dude. Those are like a real enamel ones and shit, man. I slapped that Thanks, man. Bag. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. I, um, it took me a little while to find one that actually did like, like the gunmetal style instead of just black enamel and then with the red. So it's really only one color with a tinted metal, which I really like. Uh, so those are those ones are neat. I'll grab one it's here. Classy swag. Uh, let's see here. Saturday rolls around. Lots of rain midday. Uh, Astro Charlie showed up kind of early. Uh, it was awesome because I have not only my cannabis products, which is pre-rolls, dry sift hash, RSO, uh, flower, some stuff, but I have art, you know, hand-painted pendants, um, you know, uh, blotter art, you know, things like that. Obviously, it's dry, you know, unlaid, and things like that. It's out in the sun all day. If anything was active on it, it would be dead so uh you know all that thanks to everybody man tons of support a lot of people supported both astro and my art uh astro charlie has some really cool stuff man if you ever get a chance to check him out he's got like nugs and epoxy and gold yeah. and all kinds of stuff he has some really cool artwork uh obviously the dab mats you've seen us all shouting out all the time i do these little epoxy tricks so this would be an example of my blotter art this is a keychain blotter that I made and in epoxy, this is also a keychain blotter that I made, but I have like full sheets that are in, um, what do you call it? Like frames and stuff like that. And then I do hand painted pendants, feather rake style with acrylic. And then I enamel over those. And those are pendants. I've obviously not wearing one of those. Shout out to Shay paint splatter arts. She came through, hooked us up with some goodies. Um, the little pendant swap with her again. I don't have hers on, but Becca was wearing hers all day. Yeah. Uh, like her, her, her paintings, man. She, she does. Um, she does like a, a pour style into her pendant, similar to mine. Mine's more of a feather rake and hers is a pour style, which is really cool. And she's been using uh, a different, I'm not gonna give away her secrets, but a different uh, hardening than epoxy. Uh, similar to that, yeah, that'd be a pore style. Is that from Paint Splatter right there? Yeah, that's hers. Yep, awesome. Is that, that'd be Shay's, Shay's arc there. Shout out to Shay. Probably cool, man. She came awesome. by, hung out with us for a little while. Hooked up, man. She hooked me up with some syringes, some spores, which is really cool. I'm going to uh, get back into cultivating some mushies and stuff. So that was really cool. That was Saturday. Today, a little bit slower of a crowd. Um, again, you know, it was bright this morning like it woke us up it went from like 40 degrees we slept in the truck so 40 degrees in the truck to like 80 degrees within like 10 minutes it was crazy as soon as the sun came up Damn it was like oh get the fuck out of this thing you know? <laughs> and uh get all the products out of it too right so um so we get out of the truck and uh we get we get moving and stuff astro shows up at a reasonable time obviously um and we had a great day today too man Ran into was it Stoner Dave, I believe. Stoner Dave, he's a um, he he does work with uh, uh, 
Irie or Irie, uh, Irie, Irie Genetics. Um, he does work with 2020 Mendocino, a whole bunch of people that we've been um, around on here. I'm pretty sure uh, Senator Dave's been in our chat and around our group many, many times. But anyway, he hooked me up with something that he bred. 10PK, which is uh, Reefer Madness. I think that's his his line, which has this uh, Stoner Bubba, Bubba, and he had me smell some Dave's stuff. Dave's not here. He had me smell. Well, uh, Dave's not here is a different Dave's not here, according to Stoner Dave. I guess he's a different eerie. Uh, yeah, there's, there's two of them. Dave's not here would be the other uh, eerie rep. And then uh, so Stoner Dave is the one that uh, I got a chance to run into. I'd say a bearded fella. But that could also describe uh, Dave's not here, so I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I also went because he was super cool, and I went and sourced myself a couple of packs of your genetics. Long time await on the morning dew. Morning dew. Yeah, I sat out too long on that one in Lady Marmalade. I oh, said, yeah. you know what, man? Two songs by my favorite two bands, man. Lady Marmalade. Or No, I'm sorry, man. What? It's Lady Madonna. <laughs> Lady Madonna. Is, uh, <laughs> no, wait, Lady Madonna. <laughs> I was lady high when I bought these. Get on, lady. But I already uh, bought the seeds, man. <laughs> they just rename them uh, after right. Fino, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll call it Lady Madonna. I'll call <laughs> it Lady Madonna for dollars. So Lady Marmalade was a uh, song too. Uh, Morning Dew. Morning Dew is a Grateful Dead song. What is what is Lady Marmalade? Who does that? They, one? Uh, they, the, the latest remake was like Christina Aguilera. It sounds terrible. Yep. The original is that. I like it. It's a good song. It is a good song. I agree. That's a great song. Christina Candyman, which is awesome. Whatever the fuck. I can't believe I had like three years ago. I applaud the Clip it. Oh, yeah. That was close. Close, I'd say. Uh, what is that? That's um, burlesque. Burlesque. There you go. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So I got those. Did some swaps. Let's see here. The nitty gritty, man. It was a it was a good crowd. A decent turnout. I don't know if there were more vendors than patrons or not. Wow. Uh, Astro Charlie says tons of friendly faces all around. Tons of friendly faces. Tons of friendly faces. I don't get too deep in the nitty gritty. We did well for for what we have being a craft. Uh, small batch service, you know what I mean? Um, we we did well. We almost we probably sold eighty percent of the stock that we went with. That's including that's like everything all around. Probably more like ninety percent of the flour and like fifty percent of some other stuff that kind of balanced out, right? Um, almost sold. Almost uh, was able to uh, get access. To a ton of patients with RSO, which is amazing. Um, and I find, regardless of what kind of uh, crowd or what kind of practices occur at any kind of these events, it's all purely safe access. There are there are people of all walks of let's call it entrepreneurship at these places. Everything from those carrying a wee personal stash, like like we may be carrying in there, um, to help out patients at small scale. 
to everything that somebody might be helping out someone at a little bit larger scale. Uh, I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of those numbers or anything. We need like to that. talk about the upper part of that scale. We'll do just not, say to scale. Not, but let's just All say. Right. Well, I, I will do because uh, you're do, talking yeah. about having jars on your table in which you're worried about like the humidity getting too high and stuff, right? And I'm looking Jarps. at videos of tables of just you know giant turkey bags open all weekend long. And you I ever hear a pack event football after event? after event and it drives me insane <laughs> i was watching okay, pack football yeah, pack football games they were throwing ozone throwing packs I mean, i'm not I, you know it's uh, their own you know but i'm just watching trichomes getting blown apart i mean these are dude these are like 400 pounds it is right. what it is at that rate but like <laughs> i mean okay. you throw them around you kick play kickball with them whatever you want to do with them at, at that price it, you paid for it right do what you want it's it's fun but yeah Open sacks, um, definitely. Now, the one in Luzerne was the most incredible because it was dusty. It was sandy. It was on a sand. Right. Oh, the lot. rain and the fucking wind. The rain, and sand, and snow, dirt. man. It was a Grateful Dead song at that place. And and you would have people shattered laying open, and you'd walk by, and there's oh, just sand yeah. all in their shatter, dude. And you'd have, like, you know, you see someone pick up a turkey I mean, is bag. That and THCA like, is, in there? Is it diamond? Is, is that? Is that Keith in the bottom or is that real sand? I think that's actually sand in the bottom of the bag. Again, you know, this, this <laughs> what was a pound is now a pound and a half, you know, and you're, you're, let's $400 for a pound and a half. So to each their own, man, uh, there's, there's plenty of bread, loaves of bread on the bread shelf. There's plenty of room for everybody. The people that were walking in with duffel bags, I don't expect them to stop by my table. In fact, so you don't did. got 30 pounds to sell me, right? I didn't have 30 pounds, you know, but but I'll I tell you what, man, I'll tell you what, that's okay because there were plenty of people that did stop by the booth, and those that engaged in conversation with us were more than happy to support our cause. And and they weren't there to purchase bulk quantities, so it worked out perfect. And those that even were there to purchase bulk quantities knew what they were there for, and they would purchase the bulk quantities for the access for wherever they were going, and they would also purchase. You could tell personal stash from themselves because we did actually have people come to us say, man, I went and just picked up whatever quantity of cannabis for whatever price. And they still came back to our booth and spent a load of, you know, that's donation the stash red. That's for their us. Shit. Exactly. One hundred percent. And that that speaks volumes more than anything else. Feel free to walk in with a giant duffel bag, pass right back by our table because uh i really don't expect you to stop i don't have turkey bags i'm not playing pack football well you know, and here's the so. thing if you do stop by with that duffel bag and you really want to fill it up at my booth i'm done for the weekend so what's yeah the point? you know like yeah. <laughs> you gotta get there the first half of the day you know, not gonna fun. be there and, and i'm honest man you know people are asking about my weights and stuff and you know if you come to see me for small batch in my area i'm happy to help but if you're looking for 10 plus unit i mean if you're looking for any more than 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 what I can comfortably, you know, legally fit in my person, not going to happen. I still have and to there supply we go, all my right patients. You. I still have to supply go. all my patients, man. Yeah, that's for me. That's yeah, for, man. That's for my my personals, my patients. I, you know, I'm happy to consult for other patients and all that stuff. And however the the access works itself out, you know what I mean. I'm happy to rip, play whatever line. Ride the it's, line it's good to risk. see that the community is coming back together and we're kicking off the start of the year we got some more things coming up real soon to look forward to as well so. i think the next one that that a large portion of our community will be attending gems? Will be gems and genetics there we go uh, uh, where is that and when it is in 
Morley, Michigan, about 30 minutes north of Grand Rapids. It is on May 14th and May 15th from 9 p.m. Oh, sorry. 12 p.m. noon until 9 p.m. Oh, Both I thought this was going to be Saturday like a late night night all nighter. No, this is not a Sapo sesh. Those <laughs> I am too old for that shit. <laughs> uh, dude, we tried pulling the late nights, man. It was raining dude, last know. night, and we were like, and eh. we, we were like, hey, you want to get out and go see if there's anything live going on right. while it's raining? You know, and we're like, well, let's wait for the rain to stop. The rain would stop and be like, all right, let's finish this joint. And then it would start raining again. And we're like, well, fuck, four hours later. April in Michigan, baby. Yeah. Hey, finally, we got to pee, you know? So we get out of the truck. We go to pee, you know? We get some, we get a fucking soggy hot dog. You know, it's like two in the uh, midnight. We get back to the truck. They midnight. get pulls for that now, Red. Did you know it stopped soggy raining? It like, oh, stopped raining. Soggy no, hot dog. Then it stops raining once we get in the truck, man. It was a great time. It really was. It was excellent seeing everybody. I want to thank everybody who did come by support us astro charlie and everything please come back astro uh myself we're gonna split another booth at gems and genetics and hope to see everybody else we'll coming along there. uh for anybody else who's getting a booth we're all gonna try to collaborate and let's all shove together closely Good vibes, nice to see all of you come on out uh i don't want to take up too much more of this platform or the airtime because we don't have two minutes potential left. smoke sush after or before it is want, a camp out i want to thank holt for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for all the knowledge sure, and thank you. for talking about blue meal bottles. So, you know, you can back me up and what I've been talking about and porch farmer. I hope you really enjoy them as much as I do. So thanks so yeah. much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it guys. I love your show. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to sign off. I know you got a few more minutes left, but thank you again. Thanks yeah, so I'm much. absolutely thanks excited so to, to give these bottles a try. All right. See you guys. See you.